1: Well, that was interesting. There was a, a slight, like, one or two-second delay before my theme kicked in. I'm thinking, oh boy, <laughs> better play manually. <laughs> that happens sometimes. It's rare, but it happens. Anyway, Bill Fetke is here, so we're going to start started right away with The Fetke Report. Long
2: Night Action Radio presents The Fetke Report. Ooh. Good morning, Action Radio Land. I am back uh, in beautiful Pensacola, Florida, after a nice vacation. And Greg, we have we are officially less than five weeks away from election time, and we got some crazy races going on around the country that are going to really just come right down to the wire. But we're going to start here first. In Florida, Governor DeSantis has opened up a huge lead over uh, Charlie Chris. He is now 11 points ahead in the latest poll.
1: Gee, I'm really That's surprised that that, yeah. has what a, what a political shocker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, you know, all the Democrats are bashing DeSantis um for this hurricane thing, but he's the only one who's actually been boots on the ground who's actually hands on in this whole process uh they're, they' keep fun of him because he's wearing rain boots, but yet he's walking through puddles and just flooded areas um, he's food he's doing everything that a leader should be doing while Charlie bashing him for doing it. Well, no.
1: There's something. There's Uh, there's a really, there's a very subtle, strong argument going on, and the argument is that Desantis is against government, so government shouldn't help him. That Floridians, it's your fault that this happened. You didn't believe in climate change. You didn't believe, as we said, you don't. Don't believe in Marxism. You don't believe in in the federal government helping everybody else. So you're on your own. We shouldn't help you because of your ideology. This is an ideological battle that uh, the left is waging against the Sanders. It's doing a great job. I would actually scrap FEMA, turn the budget over to the states, and let the states handle it. We don't need federal help. I mean, they're, they're just and they handed out. You know, Kamala Harris wants to hand it out, you know, based on your race, (laughs) you know, there's no more justification right there for getting rid of FEMA. But I think the states can do it on their own, especially the big states like Florida, you know, with whatever block grants, you know, goes to FEMA, just divide the FEMA budget proportionally among the states and get rid of it. But that's a problem, I think. It's a political. It's an ideological argument against people when vulnerable after a hurricane. Go ahead.
2: And and, and this is, and I I, want to kind of... Uh, piggyback on top of that, is because uh-huh. right now, Florida, in the month of October, has spent $200 billion on a gas tax, uh, getting rid of the gas tax for the month.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, and so, you know, uh, you know, we do appreciate the lower gas prices. Our gas prices are now, I think, right around 270 a gallon, which is by far the lowest anywhere in the country because we yeah, don't have a tax on it right now.
1: You know, uh, well, is it because that was, we don't have a gas tax? I mean, gas tax isn't that high for the state of Florida. California used to yeah, have – It was? 25. What was it? $0.25. Okay, so it's well, $0.25. California like, California's like 50 Florida? With okay, the Fed. Okay. So, so go ahead.
2: If you, if you noticed, October 1st, our gas right. prices went down $0.25. Cents. That's because oh, okay. there is a tax. There, there is a gas tax vacation. Okay. So the month of October, there's no gas tax. That's why we are lower. But it okay. costs 200, I, I want to say 200 billion is what the number I heard the other day. That just mm-hmm. seems a little high to me. Um, but if that is the case, uh, right now they're estimating around 60 billion in damages to uh, from Hurricane Ian. So mm-hmm. would that have been better spent uh, bypassing the federal government and just using our own money for quicker recovery instead of dealing with what's happening right now in Congress,
1: which
2: is just fighting back and forth.
1: No, we pay taxes to the federal government, you know, and we don't pay an income tax to the state, but we definitely pay an income tax to the federal government. So we're owed that money. Uh, that is FEMA money. Now, like I say, if you get rid of FEMA and turn that budget over the states proportionally, or more to the states that have disasters, like the flood states, the uh, the wild. Well, actually, every state has a disaster from snow, you know, hurricanes, you know, volcanoes in Hawaii. I mean, every state has a I, yeah. I would just turn. I would just turn. I would get rid of the the FEMA and turn it over to the states. Uh, and uh, and there's also the private charities. We haven't heard from the American Red Cross. We haven't heard from some other people. FEMA's kind of taken over. Um, also, the problem with FEMA is people don't get insurance. They don't get hurricane insurance. They don't get flood insurance. They don't get earthquake insurance, which are quite expensive. I, I understand that. But I'm saying that people have have you know become dependent on FEMA to take care of the emergencies rather than themselves. So FEMA is actually more trouble than they're worth. But I think the state of Florida could coordinate this very well without them, just give them money. Uh, and, uh, and maybe the da- gas tax, you know, 25 cents a gallon. Well, it depends how much gas you buy. If you buy a lot of gas, this makes a big difference. If you're if you're uh, not a big driver, you probably don't notice it. So it's, you know, but I like that. I was wondering why our gas prices were so low. Now, how long is this supposed to go on for? Is this one month, two months, six months? What, what, how long did it go? It's just, for,
2: it's just for the month of October. That's it, which kind of coincides okay. with the uh, election cycle, of course. But uh, And that's what well, a lot of people are saying, that this is more of a political political ploy to do it in October instead of doing it in July or in May when uh people were uh really hurting at that moment. But of course
3: well, they'll be hurting uh, again. what people
2: don't Well what <laughs> people yeah, what people don't understand though is the reason why the early that they can do it is October is mm-hmm. the fact that it was for the budget for this year and the budget started October first. So right. that was the first available time that they were able to do it and so anyone who says that it's a political ploy, well, the timing isn't – does the optics don't look very good. But yeah, I know they tried to are. help,
1: but the higher prices motivate people. I mean I hate to say this, but I would not have done that simply because the higher the gas price, the more action people demand. If, if inflation becomes tolerable, then people accept it, You know, and that, that's, that's okay. a problem. You know and so, but California, you know, because they have low refineries and they have their special formula, their gas is, is like six forty one a gallon. I heard was the last amount, and other western states have horrendous gas prices right now that's going to motivate them. you know you notice the socialist states are the ones with the highest gas prices you know eventually it's going to come where people start demanding the supply come back you know it is supply and demand, and if there's no supply, then then people are going to start demanding, and that's when it's going to get interesting. so I would not have made that gas tax for a month it's It's nice, but it's not really helping a lot unless, I say, like you buy a ton of gasoline. Uh, But the biggest problem is the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. You know, Brandon's giving away our oil. Now, my contention is that should be classified as a campaign expense because they're doing it specifically to win the next election. What do you think of that idea? Correct. Okay. No,
2: I mean, it really is. I mean, and, of course, anything that anyone does is all about winning elections. So, I mean, let's just state facts on that one.
4: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Yeah, you know, so but now so here in Florida, you know, Rubio has actually opened up a bigger lead on Val Demings, which Mm -hmm. is kind of surprising. And this is coming from uh, the Tallahassee newspaper, which is very Democrat, um, showing a six point lead. Um, So, you know, I kind of take that for what it is. Um, you know, real it's clear politics is still showing yeah.
1: Democrats you know, buy by gasoline, too. Yeah. It's it's inflation. Yeah. It's I'll tell you, the two most motivating forces in this next election are inflation, and part of that is, is the price of of gasoline. That's The higher that gas price goes, the more people are going to vote against Democrats because they know they cost it. Everybody knows they cost it. Even the Democrats know yeah. they cost and, it. And they're not happy.
2: And Val Demings, and Val Demings mm-hmm. has spent $40 million in comparison to Rubio's $20 million, mm-hmm. and she's still behind. And right now, Rubio and Deming are splitting the Latino vote, which is very important because, you know, the Democrats have always uh, been banking on the Latino vote. And the Latino vote has definitely gone the way of uh, getting closer and closer to Republicans and for Rubio to split it. And even DeSantis is pretty close to splitting the Latino vote right now with Charlie Crist. So, you know, they know what's going on. I mean, they're not stupid. A lot of them came from Cuba. They came from Haiti. They saw what it was and they see what the Democrats are trying to do, which is exactly what they just left. So yeah, they're not going to vote for the Democrats if, because they don't want to go back to the way life was uh, when, when they left their countries.
1: You know, I wonder if it's a mistake talking about the Latino vote. And I got Pianchi in the line. I'm going to make his line live here. Uh, because I was talking, we had an interesting chat actually yesterday. Josie and I had a long discussion. And the subject of Speedy Gonzalez came up. And we were talking about uh, Latino stereotypes. I said, well, what did you think when you saw that? She says, I didn't care. It was Mexican. I said, she's Nicaraguan. And it really sort of hit me that uh, it's a mistake. Uh, it, you know, to think that the quote the Hispanic vote, and I was thinking, do you divide it into the, 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 the American Hispanic descended vote? Do you divide it into the Cuban, which is different than the Haitian, which is different than, oh, of course, they're, they're French, um, but different from the Puerto Rican vote, from the Mexican vote, from the, uh, the illegal alien vote versus the loyal American vote? I don't think you can really say Hispanic vote anymore. I think that's, that's, that's kind of an obsolete term. Considering that the Cuban well, vote is going to be different than the uh, you know than the the Hispanic welfare vote, I mean it's going to be completely different, especially the well, illegal it, alien you know, Hispanic Trump, welfare vote. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, and Trump carried Trump carried the Cuban uh, vote in in Florida last time, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, but, but like you said, the Mexican vote, the uh, Honduras vote, he didn't quite get. Um, you know, hmm. Puerto Rican obviously you know is a whole another story in itself. They're kind of brainwashed.
1: Well, um, the Democrat welfare plantation anyway. Puerto Rico is unfortunate. exactly but,
2: yeah. yeah it is but you know um, yeah. I I spent uh, I spent some time in Pennsylvania this past week uh, you know last mm-hmm. week I called you from Hershey Pennsylvania yep and I created my Billy Bar candy bar
1: so it's just, <laughs> I haven't tried it yet but uh, it was so very so you actually cool made a chocolate a bar there or, uh, what, what did you do there yeah the Hershey, um, I yeah. I had
2: I had the video I had uh-huh. uh, it took about fifteen minutes so I have to kind of splice the video together to condense it down but
1: they start oh, you my. off
2: with like a yeah, uh it's it's a conveyor belt. Uh-huh. Uh you and you had a choice like, like Lucy? of three of like
1: <laughs> Lucy. Yes. Like Lucy on the chocolate it's, belt, wrapping Laverne the chocolate. And <laughs>
2: it was more like Laverne and Shirley. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Different generation. But, but yeah, so uh but yeah, so I I I um, I I left the butterscotch out, but I did put uh pretzels, uh vanilla chips and chocolate chips in my Hershey bar. So I can't wait to try it. I haven't tried it yet.
1: What is the sensation um, of pretzels great- and chocolate? I mean, they seem to go together like watermelon and mustard. I mean, I don't get it.
2: Oh, no. Oh, the sweet and salty? Perfect. Perfect combination. okay. But what I did see up there, and this is important because – I
1: thought that was a PMS combination, but that's just me. I just heard that once. All right, go ahead. All right, fine. So
2: (laughs) what we're seeing in Pennsylvania is what we're seeing from the 2020 election. All I saw was Dr. Oz and Mastroni signs everywhere. Everywhere I went.
1: Doug Mastrione, yeah, my hero. Yeah, he's good. He's one of the good guys. Yeah.
2: So so I saw their signs everywhere. Now, I did not go to any really big city. The biggest city I think I went through was Harrisburg and Hershey, to be honest with you. Um, okay. It seems like I took every
1: – No trip, city of brotherly like love? Every
2: back road.
1: You, you no, didn't take no, the city of brotherly me. love where you can get killed for just you know, being white <laughs> in
2: certain areas? No. no, no I, you know, it was supposed to be on my trip, but they still haven't reopened certain museums. That I wanted oh. to go to, so it, until I could get the mus- until I could go inside those museums, I'm not going to go to that city. Uh, okay. But right now, Fetterman still has uh, about a four point lead over Dr. Oz. Uh, now that is that is now, Do you believe it?
1: Do you believe that is a real well, the, poll, or do you think it, that's uh, that's propaganda?
2: The eye test says no. That, that I you know that I can't believe it because all I saw Dr. Oz signs everywhere. Uh, right. Shapiro has a has eleven point lead over Mascheroni. and
1: nah, I don't. That
5: I, don't I, I have. do forget, have this is a state seen... where
1: the election was stolen. This is a state that yes. uh, the governor Wolf, if I remember, W O L F E. Uh, Wolf. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, okay. My spelling, my spelling is as bad as my numbers. Anyway, but uh, he and the Secretary of State stole the election. That's what. That's why Doug Mastriano was running. He was a, a senator, a state senator. He was. A, he's a veteran of decades of service. I mean, the guy's amazing. He was one of the lead people. If do you remember the the Giuliani uh, Jenna Ellis hearings when they went around the country uh, providing all the election yeah. evidence that. People say doesn't yep. exist, okay? Well, there's, there's a gazillion hours of videotape of these people. I've watched those hearings. I watched them in Arizona. I watched them in Pennsylvania. I watched them in Georgia. I watched them in the different states where they went to. So and I, I recorded them, so I've got them on my computer. Uh, I've got the links to them. So those exist. So Pennsylvania is definitely a battleground state. I believe they had two sets of electors, um, which means they can disqualify Brandon. And so Pennsylvania is, is like a hotbed of Democrat propaganda to convince people, you know, that, oh, the election wasn't stolen. It, uh, of course it was. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that kind of thing. And so I don't have any, any trust of the polls. I don't have any trust of the information. The media, I'm sure, is rigged. What they, Unless you get a really decent poll, and there are very few decent pollsters. I think John McLaughlin's one of the very few, if I remember, and I could be wrong. But that name just popped into my head. So... That's what do you true. think? Yeah, okay. Well, Pianki, why don't you jump in here real quick, and then we'll get back to Bill, and I'll, I'll uh, hang back a bit. Pianchi, what well, do you,
5: you think? Th- yeah, good morning, you and Bill, but you're true. that's true. You can't trust the news media for sure. And I agree with the Florida's contemplating withholding monies that they give to the federal government. All states should do that. It's mm-hmm. just like Louisiana is contemplating, Their the legislature is contemplating on banning electric cars. All states should do that. Let's really have a good old time.
1: Well, I don't want to ban electric cars, but I don't want to give them a special advantage in the market. And we're still working. I was trying to get Grover Norquist on to help us with a tax bill, but I think uh, uh, Amber and I are just going to have to write it. Anybody else that wants to help out as well. But we want to write basically an equalization bill so that if the feds are giving a subsidy, then the state will tax it. You know, so that there is no subsidy. So that electric cars have the equivalent of a gas tax. Electric cars should have a hazardous materials recovery fee for their battery, and I was guessing twenty five thousand is a good start. Um, but we need to equalize well, you know, them in the marketplace. Greg, uh, what mm-hmm.
2: saying that you know that that brings up a good point is because you know our gas tax is supposed to be funding our roads. So mm-hmm. if electric cars are not paying our gas tax, mm-hmm. uh, but they're still using our roads,
1: mm-hmm. same with bicycles too. Bicycles in the cities. Yes. You know, bikes yep. need to pay a bike tax well, because of well, all those uh, bike lanes. Who do you think pays for those bike lanes? Car drivers. And they can't use them. So, yeah.
5: Yeah, I think that if a state like you, Louisiana, which has such a huge business in all, mm-hmm. huge pensions for those that consider working in the oil condition, uh, industry, and you have such givings by the oil companies to uh, your schools and other a citizen concern. I think they got a right to ban electric cars. Mm-hmm. Nobody's no, saying anything No, because electricity
1: is illegal for power.
5: Well, you didn't say that. You did say that when well, the California government is banning gas cars.
1: Well, that's illegal And too.
5: others out there.
1: But because the, they're using they're using you know organic fuels in their power plants, so you can't use coal, oil, natural gas, and nuclear in your power plants and then ban them as fuels for private use. That's that's unconstitutional. But he's doing it. Well, I know. Well, yeah, for now. I mean, he hasn't been sued yet. He hasn't been brought to the Supreme Court, which he should do. You know, but in the same way, I don't think Louisiana can ban electric cars. I don't think California can ban gas cars. But you can't you can't tax them. So you can put a hazardous materials tax, uh, a battery tax, you know, recycling fee tax on electric cars of twenty five thousand dollars, you know, or whatever it costs to recycle them on, their, on every electric car sold in Louisiana. That's perfectly legal.
5: Well, fact, it's yeah, not a bad idea. Dangerous. And they catch it on fire and people have garages and houses on fire. They're dangerous. So you got to ban yeah, yeah. them. They would do that to any consumer product.
1: Okay. Well, if they want to ban it as a concern, now that's a different issue. If they want to ban it as a concern, as a danger, but we have lots of dangerous things. We have generators which uh, you can't use uh, outside. Your, you have to use them outside, but people bring them inside and then the house burns down because they're crazy. Because they don't want looters. That's a big problem we should talk about too. The looters are coming out. Uh, that's another reason that uh, people are against. Uh, um cuz they said well he he's against the you know you know undocumented immigrants and other words, illegal aliens who are going to get shot looting homes in Florida and that's their fault you know so there's a problem but do you want a warning label do you want to ban I don't like banning things I don't like banning electric cars for some people it might be worth it to pay $25,000 cuz they only run around town and they can plug their car in it might be worth it but you have to have a tax. You have to have a road tax on electric cars if you're going to tax the gas cars. That's still, that goes under equal protection. That's a 14th Amendment issue. They have to tax it. So that's what yeah, we're working
5: on at home. As far as the not yeah. a people, I, if they want to, uh, if that's what the state wants to do, you've got mm-hmm. some states well, who like, are ban banning a gas link. Yeah,
1: right. I mean, in the same way they could ban guns. that will be. some states is are banning guns. Yeah, yeah. But they do it as a as a crime issue. But if they did it as a consumer safety issue, of course, guns are already regulated that way too. I just don't like the idea of banning electric cars. You know, like I, said, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. you know give that option away. I wouldn't make that illegal. But on the other hand, they can certainly be taxed to to match you know gas cars. There's no reason electric cars should be subsidized or subsidized by not paying a road tax. Yeah,
5: well, I think that they should. Louisiana's poor spaces. And uh, people don't have the money to
1: buy electric cars anyway. So I think that the government should do things well,
0: then necessary. Subsidize,
1: they could subsidize gas vehicles. They could subsidize gas, gasoline-powered cars and diesel cars. They could say there's no sales tax on cars. You know how
5: much I guess once here in Louisiana when Trump was in office in August of
1: 2020?
5: $1.75. Oh, okay. yeah.
1: Well, why don't you, if you know folks in Louisiana, have them uh, get rid of the, the car sales tax. That would be a huge help on gasoline powered cars. Leave it on electric cars. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting?
5: Well, it's basically a consumption tax.
1: Yeah, but they don't have to tax Real estate have to tax, tax. your first eighty I mean, five
5: thousand dollars. Yeah. Your first eighty five thousand dollars a homeowner value is non taxable cost of the Homestead Act. Yeah. The basic thing that you pay uh taxes on is when you go buy stuff groceries yeah. and things like
1: that. No, I understand that. No, but let's get back to Bill, though, because uh, he's only got about 10 minutes here. Um, bill, what do you think? Would you not tax gasoline cars in Louisiana or any state for that matter, especially the federal government's offering a subsidy? Why can't the states either offer a subsidy or not tax a purchase of gasoline cars?
2: So I, I'm actually in favor of a usage tax, um, mm-hmm. and I use the word favor very loosely and very cautiously because
1: all taxes to me are theft. <laughs> um, but, I, <laughs> but the necessary for if it's for necessary so, expense expenditures. see, that's the key. Yeah. They have to so, be necessary yeah. expenditures. Okay. Right.
2: Yeah. So the gas tax to me, it's supposed to go for roads. It doesn't go for roads. I mean, we all know it doesn't go for roads. So no matter what they say, it doesn't go for roads. Well, uh, it does if, it, if and, it's
1: allocated for roads, if it can only be spent on roads. So you need a provision that the gas tax actually goes for roads. You need an earmark. Right. You in, a, the, you know, here in
2: Escambia County. Here uh-huh. in Escambia County, we have, I think, a four-cent gas tax uh, just to fund the buses, so the buses could uh,
1: – No, see, that should be illegal. Now. No, that's a, that's yeah, well, a, that's no, a misuse. Well, no, we voted
2: on – unfortunately, we voted on that, and it should well, have Well, people, yeah,
1: people are idiots.
2: Yeah, they, voters are stupid. But let's he go back stupid. to the voters here because we got th- – I got three states I want to uh, cover real quickly because okay. all these states that we're talking about today – have to do with the Senate, and these are hmm. these will turn these have the possibility of turning the Senate to Republican, which I know it already is, but you know officially <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we've been uh, over so, that. Yeah, the geldings, yeah, the geldings so Georgia, in the
1: majority, fifty to forty-eight. So but they Georgia, to take it.
2: Georgia, yep. North Carolina, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Let's start mm-hmm. with Ohio. Okay, you got Vance as the Republican, Ryan the Democrat. It's been back and forth. This this race has been a roller coaster. A um, couple weeks ago, Vance, the Republican, was up by one. Uh, now Ryan is up by three. Um, no, he's not.
1: Both he's he's a moron. Okay, so he's not. So no, both, I don't agree. So, Propaganda. So, so both, Fake news.
2: So both okay. So both Republican and Democrat polls <laughs> are showing Ryan with a five point lead. Um. So, it, it, but it keeps going back and forth. So is no, definitely polls. a race to watch.
1: Do you know you know these 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 uh, campaigns do their own polling. Those are the polls you need. Don't trust anything that so, is out, anything outside of their internal polling is media. Media generated. Well Besides, that's the Republicans why said don't the, want, the, the, the Republicans Republican don't want and Democrat
2: GD funded polls.
1: No, but the Republicans, Ryan don't, want Vance. Lead. Nah, nah, Republicans yes. don't want JD Vince. No. So, Republicans don't want JD Vance because he's, he's he's supported by Trump.
2: Correct. Right? And, and so okay. but it's gonna be kinda interesting to see how that turns out because like I said, the poll it's been going it a rollercoaster. a roller coaster. Every week Someone is in the lead. Someone who's uh-huh. in the lead. So uh-huh. it's going to come down to voting day. So it's going to be really interesting. North Carolina, though, uh-huh. is could be the could be the big one. Um, um, Beasley versus Bud. It is dead even. It's been dead even. Democrat funded polls, Republican funded polls. Everything shows this race even.
1: See, I'm not familiar is, with this race, so this is interesting.
2: It is what, what interesting is, because right now uh, uh, we had there was a Republican incumbent in 2020, got blown out of the water by the Democrat. Uh, so now for uh, for this to come back as a dead even heat is very interesting. Uh, two new guys running, so there's no incumbent. Um, so this okay. is a, a seat that can be stolen by the Republicans.
1: Well, I hope so. But here's, here's something. There's something missing. The fact that they're a dead heat to me shows this propaganda. Because ever since Brandon stole the White House, most people in North Carolina know that. They know that the price of gas is three times what it was, and it's going to get worse than it was when Trump was in office. They know that that being a strong military state, uh, because most of the military comes from the South, they know that Brandon has destroyed the military. They know that our foreign policy sucks. They know that the border is open. They know that energy supply has been restricted. They know that uh, you know North Korea just fired a missile over over Japan. They know all these things are going on. They know that, uh, that Brandon is, is basically keeping the Ukraine war going. They know all these things, and you're telling me this race is equal? That's impossible. That's like saying because, Brandon because beat you, Trump in a fair election. Have,
2: because you have a lot of big colleges there. You have Duke, North Carolina, Wake Forest. Um, Asheville, North Carolina is all Democrat. Are there uh, that many North Carolina students?
5: is
1: or college oh, yeah. towns? No,
2: the, yeah, the Research Triangle is huge. Uh, it, huh. it, it, it's, it's huge. Um, what's that? So Chapel you, you Hill, know, Durham,
1: it, it, and who's a, who's in the, um, the Research Triangle? University of North Carolina, Duke, Raleigh,
2: Raleigh, Raleigh oh. Durham, and Chapel Hill. Okay. So yeah, so who's I in, mean, that's a big that's a big chunk of area, and just like mm-hmm. every other state, um, everything's congregated in the big cities. Big cities, unfortunately, in North Carolina surpass, in, in like most states, they surpass the rest of the state as far as that goes. So mm. and that's going to be very interesting. And when I was up there, uh, I, mm-hmm. I was in Asheville in 2020, and Asheville had all Biden signs everywhere. But then the minute you got outside, of, like the minute you got outside the city <laughs> limits, it's all Trump <laughs> signs. I mean, it, it was quite it was quite well, amazing. What was the
1: trump what was the Trump vote in twenty sixteen and twenty twenty? Do you happen to know about what it was? In in North, North Carolina,
2: Carolina?
1: Yeah.
2: He lost he whether he lose by five, six points, I think.
1: He lost North Carolina? That's it, it, impossible. That's impossible. That could I'm not have been sure. a fair election. No, not North Carolina. Yeah, I'm pretty sure
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. he lost North Carolina and I was shocked by that and that's when
1: things no. didn't really look good, but that, uh, that, but the final race audit. that we
2: I need to talk yeah the final race I need to talk about here um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is this one's kind of interesting because of the latest news that came out and we'll see how true it is and how propaganda it is we're talking about Georgia and right now Herschel Walker the Republican is down by two points to Warnick um, mm-hmm. but again Atlanta that's impossible
0: <laughs>
2: yeah the Atlanta count well and this is why I agree with you on this one is the Atlanta Constitution which is a very Democrat uh, Atlanta is very Democrat. The Atlanta mm-hmm. Constitution is very Democrat newspaper. They mm-hmm. show Walker up by two, mm. which I think is a little bit more realistic. Uh, but with this latest thing that has come out, and I, it'd be interesting to see if it's a hit piece, if it's true at all, or if it's just propaganda. But uh, this week came out that Herschel Walker in the October surprise, Herschel Walker <laughs> funded his girlfriend's abortion.
1: Now, you would think that the left, which is so proud of abortions, they would have congratulated him for it. But they're using that, you know, it's the obligatory sex scandal. It's all the women that Trump, yeah. you know, raped or assaulted. It's, it's uh, Matt Gates had it. Jim Jordan had it. Uh, uh, Roy Moore had this. Uh, Herman Cain had this. It's the obligatory Democrat sex scandal. So you would think that the, Dem- the Democrats are being a bunch of hypocrites. They should be praised again. They said, look, hey, you did the right thing. You supported yeah. health care. You supported a woman's right to choose. You supported an abortion. Aren't you wonderful? That's what they should be Absolutely. saying if they were true to their cause. But they're not. Absolutely. They're trying to use this against
5: It's supposedly, she supposedly, mm-hmm. she supposedly had, he gave her a check. How do we know what she used the check for? Well, and what's choice in having, those days? She could have been She's having, having
1: health concerns. Yeah. yeah she could have been those having days? some health concerns. Yeah. Yeah. That could be too. See, this yeah, is why these, these, We don't these know things what that stuff was scandals. for.
2: It, it, yeah. it, it could it could have been hush money. It could mm-hmm. have been from here, I you know, we, you know, here, buy a new car. Here, here's rent for the your apartment. It could have been any numerous things. Jesus, I'm sorry about, about that so argument ho-
1: last night. I didn't mean to yell and scream. You, you got problems. some, elements, you yeah, got some elements that he hurt your Walker anyway because he's
5: married to a white woman.
1: Oh no, not that. Well, aren't all the well, NFL Democrats players uh, married to that. white women? Isn't all the other aren't all the black NFL players married to white women for the most part? Seems to me. I mean, I know that's I'm, I'm obviously being facetious be here. Them.
5: There's a hate toward them too. There's a hate. And Serena Williams talks about the mail she gets because she's married to a white man.
1: Huh. Yep,
5: very true. Pua, um, yeah, we've talked about this before. Clarence on our show. Thomas.
1: Um, yeah, same thing. Gets yeah. uh, his wife gets all kinds of grief, or he gets grief. And how many yeah, other Democrats are believe in? Exactly. Yeah. So much for racial equality. Well, here's the thing though that that proves you know what. Well, here's an interesting question. We got Wendy on the line. So I'm, I'm going to make her line live. But what proves? Um, what better proof that we can all get along? and that we're not all divided by race, that we're not all, you know, we don't all think by race, we don't act by race, we don't have knowledge by race, we don't have culture by race, we don't have everything that the left wants us to think of by race when we have interracial marriages with some really prominent people in our society. That really destroys that argument.
2: Well, not only that is that the latest, uh, uh, the 2020 um, census uh, Mm -hmm. came out and said that uh, white people are on the decline, but what they fail to tell you is that uh inter uh multi race uh population has increased. So that tells you right there oh. that the white people are not are mixing with other races. So You mean the
1: other races are mixing I mean, with that, white people? <laughs> Wendy Your Lines Live too, just to let you know if you want to join in. But,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean so I'm just teasing then, you. It, I mean that that that's another indication that white people are not, not as racist as everyone claims that we are.
1: Well, wait, 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 wait. So that's, to... that's even racist to say that. Why do you assume that white people are any more or less racist than black people, brown people, all the other people, colors, that, which I, I, I don't even like saying those terms because they bother me. But why would you assume that white people are any well, more or less racist than anybody else?
5: Because that they is the stereotype can't... right now.
1: What's that, Bill? Yeah. And then, then they, they say can't
5: blacks can't be racist because they have no power.
1: Oh, really? Well, isn't that I haven't heard that one. But no, I, that's, I, that's the reason. I, I could see that. Yeah. So, so yeah. blacks have no power economically. Blacks have no power politically. There's no black candidates running for office. There's no black people in office. There are no black CEOs. There are no, there's, there, there are no black uh, entertainers or sports stars. There's, there's no influencers. There's no black authors. There's no black political folks. There's no black people in, in any of the foundations. Blacks have no power. Oh, give me a break. I'm not yelling at you, Pionk. I know. That is the most absurd argument I've ever heard. Black people have no power? Really?
2: Okay. Uh, do do the black so, mayors know that? I, <laughs> so I got to go earn my dollar for today. So you guys have a good rest of the show.
1: Well, thanks for getting us started, Bill. I appreciate it. So, so, uh, uh, Pianki. I mean, did anybody ever believe that this nonsense? What do you mean, black people don't have any power? That's insane. That's what they say. Yeah, well, it doesn't work. Blacks don't have no power.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, you oh. are evil white men.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd like to know who I'm oppressing and how I'm doing it. Can somebody tell me? Can give me a call. 215 383 Tell me how I specifically, me, an off-the-boat immigrant, okay, with no extended family here, with no history in this country whatsoever, I'm oppressing people that have been here for generations. Let me know how I'm doing that. I'm really curious. On that happy note, let's get to Wendy. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Oh my God. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. Yeah, Wendy's not feeling so good today, so we're going to give her a round of applause. Just for showing up. (laughs) <laughs> you going to make it, darling? What do you think?
6: Uh, we're trying real hard.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. You sound terrible, but that's um, okay. Yeah.
6: Well, that's what happens when you have mold in the house.
1: Oh, um, oh my goodness. What are we going to do with you?
6: We're still trying. To, uh, well, well, You can make um, it a short report. It's okay. <laughs> but we're desperately trying to find a, another place to live. But here in Tennessee, for some reason, they do not have elevators in the apartment complexes. So you have to have a ground floor apartment with Mike being in a wheelchair. Uh And ground floor apartments are like finding a needle in a haystack. So, Uh and then uh, we have visited countless complexes where, because everything is on a hill here, Uh where there's actually like eight or ten steps just to get up to the ground floor. So most of them aren't accessible at all. <laughs> so it's, it's not as easy as you would think. Down south, there's no problem. You can get anywhere.
1: <laughs> you should come to Florida. But, I know well, you don't want to no. move right away, but, you know, it's it's kind of nice here. And it's flat, well, too. It's really flat.
6: Well, I know. I used to live there for years. Oh, but, you know, oh. this is where God called us to be, so this is where oh. we are.
1: But not so in he, that particular make place.
6: make <laughs> yeah. No, not in this particular Yeah, exactly.
0: Um,
1: Wait a hold on a second. Hello, Action Radio. Yes, yes, she's here. Yeah, hold on, please. Wendy, it's for you. It's God. Awesome.
6: (laughs) Good morning, lover of my soul. I love
5: you. (laughs)
0: Uh, who says we don't it have Thanks a lot. Uh, the,
5: the cat ran under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so let,
0: just
1: Good let morning, everybody know, Beyonce, God Beyonce, listens Beyonce. to Action Radio, and he doesn't need to dial in. He just, you know, God doesn't need a phone. Yes.
6: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh. Um, that brought you always me to get that. through on his life. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to share is, on uh, September 29th, the Lord gave me a word. And he's, because he's doing a lot of things in the world right now. A lot of things are getting shaken up and a lot, of, lot more things are going to get shaken up. But it's because his time of uh, giving the wicked a time for repentance is, is gone. And so he's going to shake up all, all of that. But he, he really, really wants the church, his bride. Anyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ and follows Him is part of the Bride of Christ, and and it's re- and He calls His church His Bride, and that's what He is coming back for. Jesus is fiercely in love with His Bride and wants the best for her, and so He loves His people. He loves all people. He wishes all people would come to repentance and just come into His love and His provision and and his service and, and it's, and just be part of the kingdom. And so I was contemplating and just praying about all the things that are going to be coming up and just praying for people and those who don't know him. And, and because it's going to be, you know, really, really hard. And, you know, who are you going to depend on? You know, if you don't know him, um, it, there'll be a lot of fear involved and God. does not want anybody in fear. hmm unless you just absolutely said against him and then you better be really afraid because he's, he's not, his grace has run out for that. Um, but he gave me a word for his bride, for the church. And so I wanted to, to give that today um, because a lot of people, because I, I've been telling him you know, a lot for the last several weeks about how he is going to come. He's going to start shaking things and it's going to feel like you know, the whole world's falling apart um, in certain areas of life. And I don't want people to have the, the impression that that's the only side of God there is, because I grew up with that. You know, God's always eternally pissed off. You know, he's just waiting to, to you know, nail you and, and take you out. And that's not what this is about. You know, there's there's a time when wickedness has to be paid for. Your evil has to be paid for. And, you know, that that is the one thing that you can count on is that, my sins and everyone's sins were paid for by Jesus on the cross. They, they, he took our sin on himself and paid that price for that. Sin has to have a price paid. Period in the story. So you can
1: either See, let Jesus pay it for understand. you, or you can
6: pay it
7: yourself. That's
1: the thing I didn't understand I? That either, the The, the, well, the wages of sin. You know, our death and that sin has to be paid for, yes. which is not a concept. Yes. It, it sort of almost contradicts forgiveness. It's like sin can be forgiven, but there still is a price to be paid for it. So, uh, that when you're feeling better, I want to maybe we can sort of reconcile that because uh, I want to want to let you get yes. to, in the points across. But that's that's a contention, that, or something something that, that is confusing me at times. So wait a minute, how does how, well, how do both of well, those work?
6: Forgiven sin, forgiven sin does not have to be paid for. Okay. Unforgiven sin does. Oh, okay so so you, th- there's a price tag on sin and mm-hmm. uh, and i've said for a long time sin will take you farther than you ever wanted to go and it'll cost you a lot more than you ever wanted to pay
1: mm-hmm. so
6: it looks fun in the beginning <laughs> but mm-hmm. it'll end up in death. so yeah.
1: so does a seven course you know, meal Jesus saying, <laughs> but, yeah
6: yeah there you go there you go so um anyway so that this is the word um that the lord gave me to his bride, and I just wanted to, to give that um, this morning. Well, I can still breathe. <laughs> yeah. um, he says, "I love my bride, and all the people that make up my bride, my church. I desire that my bride be with me in all her glory. I'm not coming back for a bride with spot or wrinkle. Right now, the people are broken and hurting, in doubt." in pain, and in debt, so many wounds in my people. No, I say, I'm coming back for a radiant bride, healed and whole and dressed in fine raiment in which I have adorned her. She will be without blemish in her love for me. She will shine with my glory. Oh, how she will shine. And it will be evident it was I, the Lord Most High, who healed her and changed her filthy garments and washed her white as snow it was i who loved her while she was far off from me suffering abuses and wounds from the children of the evil one i saw her and had compassion on her knowing i could heal her wounds and lift her up to stand beside me her beauty shines forth as my love radiates from her as she tells of what i have done for her and my desire for my bride to receive good things for all she has endured at the hands of the enemy i will present her to my father He will see my fierce love for my bride and recompense her out of his own treasuries. It will be as if she were never wounded. And that is what God wants for all of his people. He knows that all that we endure down here, all the wounds that we've suffered at the hands of others or from our own decisions that were not good. Um, mm-hmm. everything that we have suffered, he wants to heal and he can heal. And he wants you walking in that, in that victory as if you were never wounded.
1: Well, it's interesting to say that wounds are from, from bad decisions and choices. Uh, as you go through life, you you make better decisions and choices simply because of experience. So at what point, you know, especially for you know, young adults who are just starting to make decisions and are going to make some bad ones. I mean, that's, that's part of it seems how it works. So in, in that respect, we're right. all going to have, you know, wounds and things. But right. that's you can't change that unless you have, you know, the knowledge and wisdom of a, a, an 80-year when you're like 20, and that doesn't seem to work that way. So how do we reconcile this?
6: Because it doesn't matter what age you are when right. you've received your wounds, you know, God can heal that. And I, I'm a walking testimony of, of many abuses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't, when I think of that, you know, because it used to when, when I would, before he healed that, um, before I knew he could heal that, mm-hmm. whenever I would think of it, it just would take me right back to that pain, you know,
0: um, oh, yeah. right uh-uh. back to
6: the experience. And now, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, and that's everybody who's mm-hmm. who has an unhealed wound that you are still carrying that pain, and it's and it's still fresh, open, bleeding every time you think about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: But now I can think about things, and it—I don't even think about things anymore. I mean, it's like never happened. I just yeah. don't have any scar, any wound, any nothing. Just God healed it. Yeah. And you know some, some wounds he healed immediately for me. Other others he had to take me through a process where I had to kind of look at things and and be willing to give them up to him.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
6: sometimes, as weird as it sounds, sometimes we hold on to those those wounds because it's it's like I don't know. We it's, it's this very macabre you know twisted well, thinking yeah, that
1: we, um, we want because to relive we think
6: it's part of who we are.
1: Yeah, you want to you relive know, the bad experience yeah. and in other words, that, that you use that to define yourself. Say, oh, you know, but it gives you an excuse to complain, to sort of, you know, justify whatever you're not doing. Uh, I know that, you yes. know, I have I have my own set of traumas. We all, a lot of us do, uh, some more than others. But uh, I couldn't do action radio if I had not come to a place where it's like, okay. Let that go. It's there. It's part of me. I recognize when things come out that come from those earlier tragedies, but they don't dominate me. They don't control my life anymore. They don't. That's a part of who I am, but it's not a part that, that leads who I am because where I'm going is ahead. I'm always looking ahead. I'm looking forward. I, I look back only for the knowledge of things I don't want to do again or repeat because I don't have to. Um, but uh, but the, my main focus has always been going forward. This whole, this whole show, everything we do here is based on, on looking forward. Yeah, we make mistakes along the way too. It's interesting once you're healed, the mistakes are just mistakes. They aren't tragedies. You know, they don't they don't dominate the way that that they did. Yeah, go ahead.
6: I I would even go so far as to say um, that when God heals that wound, it's not even a part of you anymore. It is not what I went through. Is not a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. That was of the enemy. And that's all there is to it. And I I refuse to have anything of the enemy knowingly in me. I I will not give him that that place. Hmm. I won't give him that territory in my life or in my heart or in my soul.
1: I I can adopt that.
6: that, Yeah, that's that's how powerful God is. I mean, it's not even a part of you anymore because it's not who you are Hmm. in him.
1: That makes sense. Okay. (laughs) That was easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah, like having money on the go. show. It just, it just makes everything, you know, just... the you know,
0: simple <laughs> Yeah, no, it,
1: it, the simple is good. That's okay. Pianki, do you want to get in on this at all? Have you, or has your life just been easy? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> we're, still to, we're still trying to get that cat some of the bits. Does my phone ring? Uh, <laughs> that was funny, though. Uh, yeah. That's uh, so a
0: little hard. <laughs>
1: well, I turned it down. It's like the gong. See, I keep forgetting <laughs> that when I put a new sound effect, uh, when I upload a new sound effect, the automatic volume is, is louder. So I have to turn them all back. Yeah. But uh, that... <laughs> Hello, Wendy. It's God. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <Yeah>. I'm... <laughs> uh, that was funny. I, I have my
1: moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. I'll, I'll probably use it again for the hotline, you know, when like uh, Trump calls or Newt Gingrich or some of these big folks. I, I haven't quite figured out what it is. You know, but uh, yeah, all our sound effects have that uh that extra volume before they start i keep forgetting the lower i just you know anyway be that as it may one day god's going to call us without a phone ring and we're just you know that's going to be really cool
6: but that would be awesome,
0: <laughs> <So>
1: awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, if you yeah. ever get a message you know god I'm listens a... to action radio let me know okay i just you know i want to uh, i mean i know it happens but i just it'd be, it'd be nice to get a little uh you know a little rating survey <laughs>
6: Yeah, well, you know, you could put a little poll up on the Action Radio site.
0: <laughs> yeah.
6: I'm, uh, <coughs> I think okay? I'm going about as far as I can go with breath today, this morning, so. well,
1: oh, that's fine. I'm Listen, thanks for the message. Y'all. Yeah, I appreciate
6: it. You are welcome. I'll post it on the Action Radio My God group if anybody wants to go back and read it. or they they want to share it, but I bless all y'all today in Jesus' name. And you have a great day.
1: You have a blessed day too, and and get that mold. You got to find Thank a solution. Like I say, we've got our wild women of wellness. I mean, Chancey's the expert on on mold. I'll talk to her about that uh, in about fifteen minutes. We'll give uh, give that a uh, uh, a debate. We're also going to talk about Florida as well. You go take care of yourself. Okay, we'll talk to you next week.
5: Okay. Yeah, Wendy, you be you be sweet and strong. Talk to you later.
1: Yeah.
6: <laughs> Thank you, Peony. <Pionki. laughs> bye bye.
1: Bye now. Yeah, that's that's something I've never really had experience with is, is molds. In fact, we even on our Action Radio uh, Life and Health coaching page, she had a peachy dish with all the molds that are around there. And apparently these things are deadly. Like black mold will kill you and some of these other molds. And apparently a lot of our diseases, uh, I think Chancey mentioned something mold, about cancers. All- well, it is everywhere, but, you know, it's like everything else. I mean, our body always has cancer in it, but our body stops it until something stops in our body, which yeah. stops the cancer, you know and yeah, uh here uh,
5: mold get in your refrigerator yeah and um move your you know so you open the refrigerator door up, it comes right in and, and uh, the water table is so high it's
1: uh you know it's mm-hmm. a good
5: place for it everything's washed and uh
1: the mold's a problem well i had to learn in florida because i was used to california which is incredibly dry because california is a desert Yes, we had 100% humidity when the fog came in off the ocean, but uh, that was about 500 feet. It's actually a low stratus layer, but no one says, "Oh, look at the San Francisco low stratus layer." And we say, "Look at the fog." Right? Um, But uh, it was cool and it was damp, but the homes—I mean, the the environment was actually quite dry. And so, coming to Florida with 100% humidity, all of a sudden there's like this mold and humidity and possibility. So I learned about you know the air conditioner is more than just cooling you down; it actually you know takes a lot of the humidity out of the air. Uh, damper, it is your friend. <laughs> you know, so, and, and I have fans in rooms to circulate air and I learned all this stuff, how to do this to preserve my stuff. So it doesn't get moldy because you can get mold real fast. You know, you leave your windows closed, go away for a month in the summertime, you come back, good luck, you know, as green has infested everything in, uh, uh in your place. But, uh, and that's gonna be a problem too, with the hurricane folks, they've got this massive hurricane disaster from Ian. You know, I mean, you're going to have everything else. You got looters, you got mold, you got recovery, you got. Uh, I'm I'm kind of curious how this is going to work out. What, what do you think about what Bill was saying earlier? He was talking about uh, um, the fact that the 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 Feds, the FEMA folks, are coming in, but everybody's criticizing um, DeSantis. And where you, you know, it's almost like he doesn't deserve aid because he's a Republican. There's a real prejudice out there. Well, you don't believe in big government. Why should big government help you? Oh, give me a break. We pay our taxes. They don't have a choice. Anyway, what, what, you what, do you have a take on that? Yeah,
5: yeah. That's what the Democrats do. If you don't go along with them, they uh, don't give you no food. They push you away from the table.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And I like the idea that uh, those states take on take back that responsibility themselves. Stop giving yeah. money. And you know the funny thing they think about it: the states in the northern regions that don't have any uh, issue with uh, tropical storms and that, but uh, insurance companies tax them or should I say, raise their premiums in order to cover the uh, cost of what they're expending in claims down in, in those areas in the South.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and this this whole distribution of wealth thing, it's like, who was I talking about? Was, was the bill we were talking about uh, mentioned that, uh, I forgot where it is, oh yeah, Scambia County right next door to us here in Santa Rosa, that they, they voted for uh, um, some 4% tax or gas tax, extra tax to pay for buses in Pensacola well, nobody uses buses in Pensacola. You know, it's like maybe one person go shopping. <laughs> I mean, it's so underutilized. And, and I'll, t- I'll give you a worse situation. BART, the BART system, Bay Area Rapid Transit, the subway of San Francisco, is subsidized by people in Redding and Fresno and, you know, different towns up and down uh, California who will never use it. They'll never go there. And yet the state taxes them a gas tax to fund a transit system that's incredibly inefficient that has union members making a god-awful amount of money. There's a whole bunch of six-figure drivers who, who do overtime, you know, on Bart, and, and the trains are automated. <laughs> you know, so what does that tell you? Um, so the, the distribution of money, you know, by favoritism, by by elitism, by by Democrat Party politics, and I don't think the Republicans, well, they are better because Republican cities are you know, run better, but uh, even so, there's still an amazing amount of money changing hands that shouldn't be changing hands that should stay
5: public pensions in Illinois runs in the 200000 $300,000 range.
1: Mm-hmm. See, that's insane, especially when nobody else has pensions. Well, you know, uh, the question comes, if somebody's promised a pension and they worked for 30 years at a job with the condition that they'd get a $200,000 pension, it's a little tough to take it away, although Social Security's taken away all the time. <laughs> you know, they keep raising the age and lowering the benefits. Um, but uh, that's 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 a little different. That that's social security, not individual security. People don't remember, think about that. Um, but as far as the pensions go, you got to cut the pensions. You, you, you know, you can't promise people that. You know, that that has to be negotiated out somehow because it's, it's just insane. You know, Congress has to do the same thing. Well,
5: you it, know, social, Yeah. Your social security is determined by your work history,
1: uh-huh.
5: especially your last few years.
1: So. That determines how much you uh, will receive in benefits. Yeah, but there, there's a cap. There's only. I mean, it's a pretty. You know, for 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 a wide range of incomes, there's, there's a pretty narrow range of benefits. That's not really even benefit because we all paid into it. You know, that's a whole different topic. I would have privatized it long ago. You know, take on the Chilean system. I don't
5: know. I don't know. You, you privatize the word the instruments that the private country companies Mm -hmm. dealing in in order to you know maintain or regain the stock market Mm -hmm. I I would be careful of that
1: huh let me take a couple of a couple of issues here before we get to our other folks who'll be calling in just a little bit Um, we've got a problem of illegal aliens looting and we have got a problem of illegal aliens committing crimes at a huge number, and my question is: I'm going to probably do a show on this. I got to get, gather some more evidence. But if we've taken in, as Breitbart says, five million, and it's probably higher than that, in the last couple of years, where did they go? I mean, I know they're here. You can't put five or ten million people into a country, you know, of thirty. What are we supposedly uh, three hundred and ten million, three hundred eleven million? I've heard three hundred thirty. I'm not sure what the the actual population is, but the point is, you know. Ten million on top of three hundred million—that's a noticeable amount of people. Where'd they go? They distribute all over the country. Where oh, they living? just we're, we're, blend in.
5: And I think okay. they should have citizens' deputized to, to capture. If citizenship reporter, you got red flag laws and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I said, "Where's the eight hundred number?" And I post that on Facebook. "Where's the eight hundred number to call in illegal aliens?" Well, there isn't one, as far as I know. I want to look it up. I never actually looked it up. So let me me be true to form here and see if I can actually find uh, 800. I'm going to put an 800 number to report illegal aliens. Let's see what comes up. So 800 number to report illegal aliens. And what comes up is report illegal immigration and illegal immigrants. A-L-I-P-A-C. Who are they? And employers that hire them at this number. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE. Toll free, oh, we do have a toll-free number. 866-347-2423. There you go. So 866-347-2423 is the illegal alien reporting number. Or you can visit the ICE website. Contact ICE field offices. Now, as I understand it, ICE has been basically you know, castrated, <laughs> for lack of a better word. They, they, they aren't doing it. They aren't, they aren't arresting illegal aliens. They're not deporting illegal aliens. They, uh, they're just here. And ice is, is, that's not really an effective number anymore because they're not allowed to do anything per the branded insurrection. Because the solution these people want, ultimately what they want, for these 5 to 10 to 20 million, however many people are coming in, they want to be citizens. Every time you hear the term comprehensive immigration reform, that's amnesty. That's citizenship for breaking our laws, coming in here illegally, and being a burden to all the American taxpayers. That's what they want. 866-DHS-2-ICE. <laughs> so that's 866-347-2423. Hey, do you think we should call it? I think I should call it and find out what's going on. Yeah, the brand insurrection bringing in uh, illegal aliens at the southern border. Oh, here's another one. Homeland Security. Yeah, call them. Mayorkas? Yeah, he's not going to help. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's the one bringing them in. He's the one that says the border is secure. So there really isn't a decent number that anybody can call for illegal aliens. Oh, here's one. How to report illegal immigrants. 10 steps with pictures. WikiHow. <laughs> Contact ICE. Uh, how to report tax fraud, social security fraud, and illegal aliens. Oh, CARE. What's that, the Council on the American-Israeli Relations? No, it can't be. Anyway, I'm. Um, let's, let's check this one. Let's see what this one says. Oh, this is the CARE Co. report. How to report social security fraud, tax fraud, and how to report illegal aliens. Oh, that's, that's the same number, 800 375 Oh, here's a different one. The National Service Center. Okay, anyway, so I got a couple different numbers. So they actually do have it. Well, I'll find out what this is later. Anyway, back to you. So what do you think? As we vamp here for a few more minutes.
5: Well, I think that there should, and uh, they had something like that in Chicago, and, and uh, tried to, and it was talked uh-huh. about, and it was really received a lot of negativeness, So, hmm.
1: uh,
5: yeah, people should turn in illegal aliens.
1: Yeah, but no uh, way to remember, do
5: it. the question yeah. is not asked in the school kids, uh-huh. but it should be. They, they, I'm sorry. Well, we did
1: that in our illegal alien free zone. Bill. We should talk about that more, too. So I'm going to take a break now for, for a couple of minutes, and this is a good time to actually play our, our announcements and our affiliates, you know, with the uh, WYL, which is Write Your Laws, uh, discount code that we have on all our all our folks here. So let me play that right now, and, and then we'll get back to it. But yeah, but, you know, as, as far as reporting, we actually have a whole system for doing that uh, as part of our illegal alien free zone bill. All right, back in a little bit. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that it really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The complete guide to flight instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Panklos Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. From Addiction to Achievement, that is the story of Mike Lindell. It started with My Pillow and now goes to My Coffee. Action Radio is proud to be an affiliate of My Pillow. Our discount code is the same for all our product affiliates, W-Y-L, which stands for Write Your Laws. MyPillow pillows are guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Action Radio is guaranteed to be the most controversial show you will ever hear. Check out their products with our discount code at MyPillow.com slash W-Y-L. That's MyPillow.com slash W-Y-L. Or order now by calling 1-800-544-8939. That's 1-800-544-8939. Sleep well so you can wake up and hear Action Radio live. Action Radio. What is health? What does it take to stay healthy? We have a longer lifespan than a hundred years ago, but is the quality of life any better? A hundred years ago, their food was better, they got more exercise, they weren't as fat, they didn't have preservatives, antidepressants, sugar in everything, and they didn't have vaccines. If you talk about alternative healthcare, people think of crystals, incense, Strange candles, crystal balls, Ouija boards, notions, potions, lotions, and total hippies telling you to detox, man. So let's change our system of sick care into wellness. Let's get healthy. Let's lower our stress, stop taking in poisons, eat and drink organic, clean food, and let's have a chat with Chancey Terry, because this is Wine, Weed, and Wellness Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to work on uh, changing the, the title a little bit and, uh, and adding our new folks, Paige Ward and uh, Lindsay Horton, who aren't so new anymore because we've been doing this for a while. But uh, i got to get back in the room and see what I can create for us. So we have Paige this morning, and we've got Pianchi in the line, too. So, Paige, good morning. How are you doing?
3: Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you,
1: Greg? Oh, inspired. <laughs> we just had Wendy, who is, is, is having a terrible time with mold. And so I don't know if, how your expertise is. I know Chancey uh, knows a lot about it, but uh, she, they, they moved up to Tennessee and apparently they, they had to go to ground floor apartment, as she explained, because um, her husband's in a wheelchair. And, and so they had to, they found a place, but uh, I saw, we look on the, the, the action radio life and health coaching page. You can see the Petri dish. They got a lot of stuff growing there. <laughs> it's, it's pretty horrendous. Uh, is this your area at all? And we're going to talk about Florida in a little bit, but is this your area? Uh, uh, any expertise in that?
3: I know how to help support somebody who has it in their home and uh, when it comes to like making sure that they like survive without, you know, coughing, sneezing, catching disease. But honestly, I would say let's go there because, she was dedicated to it for like two
1: years learning about it. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely her. Is she calling in later? I don't know what we have our schedule keeps changing yeah. depending on, on your schedules. Okay, good. So we'll we'll address that to her and then I'll tell Wendy and then she can listen to the show. because um, uh, yeah. So it's uh well first of all, I'm glad you guys, you know, are all here and we we have sort of a, a rotational schedule which varies each week. I think you were on last week, weren't you? You're doing pretty well. We gotta get Lindsay yeah. back. I haven't heard from her for a while.
3: No, I wasn't last week, and we haven't heard from her either, besides knowing that um, she just has, like, parent drop-off every morning, and so just the timing with everything. Right. But, um, yeah, and, yeah, and so we're moving spaces, um, Turbo O two 2 is, I'm now with Turbo O two, 2 and... Okay. Um, Yeah, so it's just been
1: us recalibrating. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean everybody has busy lives, you know, and this is my life, so I'm always here. (laughs) But uh, you know, I I don't expect everybody else to always be here because stuff goes on. So we had—that's right—we had Brian Fraser last week. So he was our—he was our wellness woman. (laughs) Did you tell me he's our wellness woman? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
3: Incredible. Incredible guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be working with him now as well.
1: Okay. Well, good. Well, he's welcome to check in too. Yeah. There's another reason I have to change the uh, what we'll just call it the Wellness Wednesday or something. I'll, I'll make it uh, you know more generic so that I don't say you know Wine Wheaton Wellness Wednesday with Brian Fraser.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound quite right. You know, with wild, it, when, anyway, you know, uh, there we go. I think I messed up my own joke. So, what's on your mind? Uh, Do you want to tackle the fluoride thing? Because this is something that I discovered a post. It was one of the Substack posts. And we sort of talked about it, but we haven't really talked about it. And it's in all, it's in many, many water systems. I'm still trying to find out if it's in our own water system here. I'm not sure. So maybe you can tell me about that. um, If you want to get into fluoride a bit, what it is, what it does, what it's supposed to do, why, how it got in our water and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious. What do you know about it?
3: So I we actually pulled up the 2021 um, the
0: 2021
3: water result in mm-hmm. Pace specifically, mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and that's uh, for those that are listening to town just outside Pensacola, Florida. And so it doesn't say anything about it on there. And so I'm like, are they not required to like tell us that it's in there? I don't know. Like I've been really mm-hmm. kind of frustrated.
1: Oh. No. <laughs> well, see, I had the same result. I, I looked at the milk. This is why I'm asking the, the town folks. In fact, I have a, a couple of, uh, of uh, city council, and I'm going to call the, the town manager, the planning guy again, and the town manager. is like, what's going on? Because it's not in the report. It's not in the report that it's required. It's not in the report that's not required. It's not in the report how much it is. It's not in the report how much they add to it. But fluoride is not a naturally occurring thing, especially the industrial waste product version, in water. They have to add it. And where do they get it from? Where does one get fluoride? Do you like buy it's it?
3: Exactly. it then, like, I remember five years ago like doing deep research about it because I was more like, you know, trying to discover, you know, the truth of things that were hidden. And you could find information. And now uh-huh. when you start looking for it, it's all like random websites that will say like, um, the truth about fluoride doesn't include Nazis. you. Uh, <laughs> <"Fluor- laughs>
1: Well, it's almost like you—you actually—that's—that's really—that's pretty—that's really funny. It, it's almost like the internet at one point was our greatest source of information. Now it's our, our greatest source of disinformation. It's the most scrubbed, removed. And I never thought about this, and, and piaki i am sure you didn't think about it either. When we first saw that the internet, we didn't even know what it was, right? Because you know, you, you you youngins grew up with it. You—you have the computer gene, so you're born with DNA, computer DNA. We weren't. And so to have this thing come along, it's like, oh, boy, we don't have to go to libraries anymore. We don't have to use those stupid cards. We don't have to know the Dewey Decimal System. We don't have to spend hours and hours looking up one single question. We don't have to go for to encyclopedias. We don't have to do our dictionaries. We don't have any of that stuff. It, that just seemed, it seemed to make it obsolete. And then all of a sudden, at a certain point, about you know, maybe five years ago, whenever it was, uh, that all of a sudden, the, I think it was probably during the Obama, uh, should I call it insurrection? <laughs> I guess he was elected legally. Yeah, he probably was. Uh, But nothing else about that administration was. Anyway, point being that at a certain point, uh, they started scrubbing the Internet. They started removing things. And you had to grab stuff while you could. And even though there's a way back machine and some other things, the Internet's become um, a propaganda tool. It's become a way to take away information. And and people say, well, it's not on the Internet. You know, if it's on the Internet, it must be true. If it's not on the Internet, then it must not be true. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense. So when did the Internet become a scrubbed? Sanitized propaganda arm of government. It it defeats the whole purpose of the internet.
3: COVID nineteen, I guess. Okay. I mean,
0: I remember when they wanted to put
1: a stamp. Yeah. Do you remember when they wanted to put a stamp on emails? That was a big liberal Democrat thing. Republicans actually defeated. Yeah. Every email is going to have stamp. You have to pay for email. Oh, give me a break. Pay the post office. It's not like they're delivering it. Yeah. That got. There's a doctor I work with,
3: um, and and she like basically is aware of some medicines in Russia that can support us here in longevity. And I asked her to send it to me and she was like, well, I'm not sending it via uh, Gmail because it's watched, but you can create this email account or this email account and I'll send it to you. And I'm like, what in the, world? like, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, I, I'm not, I'm just like, I, I don't care who's watching me, you know? like." <laughs>
1: Well, you're on, a radio, you're on a public radio show. It's not like we're hiding yeah. anything here. You know, if the FBI, well, yeah. FBI KGB wants to know what we're talking about, just listen. We, we, everything we talk yeah. about, everything we think is, goes on the show.
3: Exactly. I'm
1: still exactly. waiting for them to call, by the way. FBI KGB, it's 215 383 So put down your headphones. Put down your little scribble pads in your, in, your, in your laptop computers. Call the show. If you've got a question, ask me. You know, it's just that simple, guys. Yeah. Just call in. There we go. So there's my FBI introduction. My invitation. To all the various NSA, KGB, you know, whoever else is listening, you know, Stasi, secret police, Fox, who, who are the other, uh, all the other secret police around the world uh, that existed, Chinese oh secret God. police, you know, you know, Beijing, you, want, hey, Beijing, you want to call? You know, if you're in the Xi Jinping administration. <laughs> let's talk.
0: Or, or Xi,
1: Xi Jinping's the old guy. Oh, and that's right. Yeah, Xi's, yeah, this is his name, Xi Jinping. Hey, Ping, Ping me. You okay, we got a phone number now, too. <laughs> did you hear what I did in the last hour to Wendy?
3: No, I was trying oh. to because I couldn't find the number.
1: Oh, that's right. Now, just for, so everybody knows, the number is on every broadcast page. is right at the top. No, I, <laughs> I, in fact, should I do it again? This is so much fun. So I played a little joke on Wendy this morning, and, and I said, uh, and all of a sudden I played this. And I said, Wendy, it's for you. It's God. <laughs> <sighs> it was Well, unfortunately, I, I probably should have saved it because she's not in the best of health. She was like laughing very quietly, but uh, we'll catch her because Wendy has the most infectious giggle in the world. She wasn't feeling well, so I was hoping to cheer her up a little bit. But uh, you know, I, I have new sound effects. I play things like that. Apparently, Pianchi's cat ran under the bed and hasn't been heard from since. Pianki, what's going on with your cat? God. Did they, did they come out?
5: No, still under the bed.
1: See, people haven't heard that phone ring for for years and years. Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, so the so the well, Proton Mail I think is the best one. I got to get a Proton Mail account. Paige, yeah, you know any other good so ones? Much. What else is good?
3: Uh, she called me Start Mail. Start Mail.
1: It it's spelled oh. like it's S-T-A-R-E.
3: S-T-A-R-T,
1: yes. Yeah. Start mail, okay. So for yeah. my secret clandestine things that I don't talk about on the show, which is almost nothing. <laughs> you know, except future yeah, that's why so I was like, well, yeah. I don't know
3: when I'll ever use it again other than you sending me these two things. And, like, it was crazy, though. But, but What'd you, you get? Like, do
1: what? Was it is it related to what we're talking about now, or is that different stuff?
3: Um, I mean, in some ways, because we're made of water, but Mm -hmm. one of the things that they showed me was this technology that it goes, um, you send a picture of yourself as an infant and they make sound frequencies based off your infant self. And then you listen to them and it, it, uh, regenerates your body back to that health.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
3: Yeah. Have you tried it? No, it's $1,000 a person. <laughs> so I haven't made it. Of course it is.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll let me try your, your nutritional things and exercise. That's a little cheaper. I'll, I'll work with that first. Then I'll, then I'll, then I'll do the infant thing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But she's just she's a, she's a, she's a doctor. And, and so she just has dug and dug and dug for information for forever. Very science minded. And I'm grateful but like, not everybody
1: can just like do that tomorrow, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and a, you know, I'm a little skeptical of that. That, that's, you know, certain things make sense, certain things don't. The whole chakra system, the energies, the sound waves make sense. Showing a picture of you when you're an infant, generating sound waves to go to regenerate yourself does not make sense. I'll tell you right now, I'm skeptical, uh, especially the thousand bucks. Oh, so, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so the
1: greater I mean, the cost, I
0: mean,
1: the you know, the I, I tend to get more skeptical as the cost goes up. You know, we'll save your life right. for $50,000. Oh, sure you will. We'll give you immortality. We'll cryogenically freeze you. Okay, good. That's nice. I don't want to be cryogenically frozen forever. I got my time and I'll do my time no. here on earth and then I'm done. Okay, you know, I, I know how this works. Anyway, back yeah. to fluoride. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, back to water. So fluoride uh-huh. water. But, like, I would love to talk, like, you know, the fluoride is up in the air. I honestly, like, I it's hard to find information now, but I do know that it is a neurotoxin. And so, you know, I mean, and from my understanding, also calcifies your pineal gland, which is what connects you to your God gene, connects you to your God code. And uh-huh. so, you know, it was used in World War II. They did use it, you um, and, I mean, I've seen different things written about gas chambers and how Roundup and fluoride were used together and, like, whatever chemical Roundup is. And, and, and no, Roundup is no,
1: – the chemicals the Germans use was called Zyklon B, uh, and it was uh, – it wasn't a neurotoxin. It, it destroyed your lungs, and it was a suffocating thing, if I remember, because uh, people died coughing to death horribly. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. so I remember that from the from the World War II specials. Fluoride, I don't think it is a different form. I think fluorine is the gas, F-L-O-U-O-R-I-N-E, which is a different form of fluoride. When you have isanines and things like that, there's a, there's a slight difference in the chemical makeup, whether it's extra neutron or electron or however they work it. the different forms. It's like methane is similar to nat- – methane is natural gas, and it's very similar to other uh, hydrocarbons, they're not that different. You just could rearrange a couple of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen atoms, and you get these entirely different elements, even though they're the same building blocks. So I don't know. So maybe fluorine as opposed to fluoride with a gas. I don't remember fluoride being yeah. a gas.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And so it's okay. not my uh, – it's not – I like – when it comes to water, I like the mysticism and uh, the magic that can be cultivated with water. And this Mm -hmm. is even back in Jewish culture. Like, if you knew how to read Hebrew, you would see, like, the mysticism that they discovered with water. And, like, most people just think water is what we have to drink and what we bathe in, but it's Uh so much more. So much more. And, um, I mean, because really, like, it is, like it's a well, how much do we
1: absorb? You know, on the course of a shower, how much water are you actually absorbing? How much goes into your skin? Has that been uh, studied? I
3: don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Next but week. I, I do, Next week. I do know that most of us are having showers with chlorine in them, so we're just literally entering our shower and we're entering a gas chamber, basically. You're trying to relax and like, clean up and like, have a nice shower while being fumigated with chlorine. So everyone should have a shower filter. I don't care about all the, I mean, yes, lead and, like, you know, pharmaceuticals and blah, 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 but especially chlorine. And they've shown that chlorine is one of the leading causes of cancer.
1: Yeah, they put it in to get rid of the bacteria that they say are dangerous, but I think we could probably build up a lot more you know, immunity to the bacterias and the other things than we can the chlorine. Uh, and there's no, that's like chlorine and chloride. There are chlorides and there are chlorines. They're slightly different forms. Chlorine is a gas. Chloride is like uh, something else. Um, so this is, right. I gonna check in my things. I uh, While you were chatting, I, I looked up uh, fluoride, and we got the fluoridealert.org. You might find this interesting. It says, this is thankfully, most freshwater supplies contain varied levels of fluoride. The average level of fluoride in unpolluted fresh water is less than 0.1 part per million. That's like one part per billion. (laughs) Okay. That's really small. That's good. Which is about, oh, it says 10 times less than the levels added to water in fluoridation programs, which is 0.7 to 1.2 parts per million. The frequent claim, okay, then they go on to say, but in other words, they're putting 10 times the amount of of fluoride that would be there naturally. Well, that's that's unnatural. If you have that much uh, fluoride, you're adding to the water. But we still don't know if they do it here. This is my question. Yeah,
3: exactly. I mean, it's it's true. But now, I will say, I've taken, um, I've tested, I've tested my sink water just straight out the tap, and Uh before I put filters on anything, and when I tested it, Uh it showed up as there was no anything else besides it being hard.
1: What does hard mean? Because we hear this hard water versus Uh, soft water.
3: So hard water is basically where there is more, uh, like it's high in in calcium, magnesium, minerals, things like that. But you don't know where they're coming. To me, my thought is that it's coming from the plumbing system. Like the plumbing system makes it more hard. Because we mm. don't know what the inside of our plumbing system look like. And if we did, we'd probably be
1: terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. Yeah. Well, and, and that's another reason for the filter. You filter it at the tap. You don't, you know, because the, the water might be fresh coming out of the, uh, your water supply. Now, we have wells here. I, I did look it up. I did look up the, uh, um, the town of Milton, you know, the city of Milton water supply. And it's, it's fresh water from wells. It's not, a, it's not a massive public water supply. Uh, it's pretty good water. I'm not sure what else goes into it, and the the chemical the the pollutants looked very low, bacterial looked very low, but the fluoride was the one thing they didn't mention at all, and that's what of course got me curious.
3: Yeah, page hey, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what's what's up with that? So maybe maybe I'll make a trip over to pastewater Water one day and ask them.
1: Well, we can call them. It's fast. I mean, there's definitely
3: yeah. signs.
1: I want to start but calling during the show. With... Yeah.
3: Go yes, ahead. and there's signs on the gates that say like you know like be careful, chemicals, like, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, they're, you know, we look at places like France, and they're using UV light to clean their water, you know, hmm. like, so what are we, like, we need to advance our system, and especially, mm-hmm. I think, P- you know, Pace and Milton is expanding more and more every single day, like. Well,
1: that's another problem. Exactly, yeah, that's I, my point. Well, like,
3: okay, well I found so something, this, go ahead. Just like the upgrading
1: of our systems, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I looked up fluoride and fluorine. Fluorine is the element. I guess chlorine is an element too. Um, But fluoride is is some kind of derivation of it. I guess it's an ion. Um, Now, here's a question too. Then we'll get on some other stuff. Uh, Industrial waste fluoride, which I think is what's added to the water, versus pharmaceutical fluoride, which is in your toothpaste. So I remember reading that pharmaceutical fluoride is is different, is pure, and you don't swallow it. Ideally, you know, it's in your toothpaste; you spit it out. Um, we're not getting too graphic this morning, folks, but we all brush our teeth. Uh, but but the thing is, that you know, at least in my case, when I tried a non-fluoride toothpaste, resulted in a whole bunch of cavities. Um, so, is there a difference in your studies between pharmaceutical grade, as they say, in your fluoride washes, fluoride dental treatments, and toothpaste, as opposed to the the industrial fluoride? God knows where they get it that they add to the water supply.
3: I don't know. I mean, so I'm going to read you this little blurb that I have okay. from a a government website. It's uh, well, the NCBI.gov website. Um, Recently, ep- epidemiological studies have suggested that fluoride is a human developmental neurotoxin that reduces measures of intelligence in children, placing it into the same category as toxic metals, lead, methylmercury, arsenic. And polychlorinated biphenols. If true, this assessment would highly relevant considering the widespread fluoridation of drinking water and the worldwide use of fluoride in oral hygiene products such as toothpaste. To gain mm-hmm. a deeper under, we re- we reviewed the levels of exposure as well as results from animal experiments, particularly focusing on developmental toxicity and the molecular mm-hmm. mechanisms by which fluoride can cause adverse effects. So. I mean, and I have, like, because we are different generations, I don't know if you experienced this, but I remember my grandmother was very big on me going to the dentist every six months. Uh And I was not allowed to choose if I wanted fluoride or not until I was 18. And every six months post-cleaning, so they've done opened my gums up, right? Like they've Mm -hmm. flossed me, cleaned me. They'd make me swish fluoride, I think, for one minute every time I would leave the dentist.
0: Hmm.
3: And I hate I remember being so pissed, you know, but I was a kid, and they were like, well, you don't get to decide, so.
1: Oh, uh, listen, <laughs> I'll tell you hard stories of things. I didn't get to decide. really interesting. But in Toronto, no, when I exactly, was a kid. No, exactly.
3: It's just like, know. and that's all people. And then they've shown mm-hmm. that it, you know, catalyzes low birth weight. Um, you know, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. So definitely see, a neurotoxin but it's being hidden from us, what all the stories are. And then it's only been added to the water since the
2: 1940s.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right after World War II. uh, How about that? When they might've generated, yeah, (laughs) well, World War II, I mean, was it used in military production. I mean, there's your, there's your, there's the connection. So let's, let's take a look at that. So here's what I know about fluoride. It was added to the water when I was in Toronto and I was in Toronto in the sixties before I went to Australia. I don't, I think they added it where I was in Melbourne. And the reason I say that is because in Canada, there was so much fluoride in the water, it turned our teeth brown. So a bunch of kids had brown stained teeth, and that was too much fluoridation. So I wonder why I have any brain left at all, uh, unless the, these effects are temporary, which is what I'm hoping. But I mean, I, I had everything wrong. You know, my folks drank, mom drank when, when she was pregnant, smoked, okay. you know, drank coffee, you know, did all the wrong things. And, and, uh, and I got fluoridated water. I mean, I, I'm wondering, you know, how I have any brain left at all, unless these things are regenerative and you get over them, you get past them. You know, considering all, all right. that, the bad start, the bad nutrition, you know, the, the baloney sandwiches you know, that I lived on and all this other white bread. You know, I had no idea how I made it this far. <laughs> because I didn't start off well, you know, but that was what people did in those days. You know, and they didn't think there was anything wrong with it. You know, they have fluoridated water. Great, no cavities. Well, I didn't have cavities, you know. Uh, so, so there's an interesting thing. My experience with non-fluoride toothpaste was I had immediately cavities. So there may be something to fluoride preventing cavities and strengthening your enamel, but it has to be pharmaceutical grade and you don't swallow it. You know, you don't, you don't keep it in your right. system. I mean, you might absorb a little bit, but why would you fluoridate the water if you have dentist treatments? And why would you have dentist yep. treatments if you have fluoridated water? Why do you need both? right. What do you think?
3: Yep. Yeah. I I I mean we I, I am still just kind of like to me it's just another version of of the powers that be trying to play God you know like oh let's do this or you know I think of sunscreen or like I mean it's all these different things where like maybe used to it was okay but now Mm -hmm. they've twisted and turned and like I remember yesterday I was talking to a mother who takes her child you know to a common doctor because she doesn't know any better and she's got to do what she's got to do and they just they they don't they didn't even treat the children. They just said, Oh, okay, here's your antibiotics, send them on the way And she's <laughs> Take like your so frustrated, approved. You know?
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Take yes. your government and then approved they, pill. You
3: know, give them that. And then they they destroyed her gut bacteria and then wonder why the kid is in there four weeks later sick again. Mhm. So it's just no. like, you know.
1: Well, this is the biggest problem with I national health care. I, I is, wish that I had
3: more answers, yeah. you
1: know. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, and, and listen, and this is very common on this show. You've got to understand, I always have impossible questions. Everybody figures that out, you know, fairly quickly. So it's never, you don't have to have an answer now, but uh, it'd be nice to, you know, the things that, uh, that you're interested in, look them up and bring it back next time. You know, so go over the podcast, write it down, or write it down right now and say, I didn't know this. You know, so I'm, I'm more than happy. I mean, Derek is, is famous for that. He'll, I ask him these huge economic questions and he comes back to me a week later. All the time that happens. Happens. Uh, well, Chancy's online too. Good morning, Chansey. Welcome to the show.
3: Good morning.
1: Yeah. Feel free to jump in here anytime. Um, but, uh, But impossible questions. And knows that. I mean, Pianki's here all the time, too. So he knows that. Uh, the, the, and, the, and that's part of the, 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 the intrigue of this is that you don't have to have the answer right away. I don't expect an answer. I just want to know what you know now and what you find out later. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Chancey, what's your, uh, what's your story on fluoride? What can you tell us to, to get us rolling here?
4: Oh, yeah. I came. My, my quote for the day is it's time to start growing your own water.
1: <laughs> Ooh, now there's an interesting thought. Can yeah, it's, tell.
4: Like, it's how, like how do I, I grow don't, my own? Water? I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's like I don't care what's in it. I don't care what they're doing to it because there's nothing. Like they're gonna continue. Even the little report from Pace water that I looked up has, says nothing about fluoride, but I'm mm. like, there's probably fluoride in it, you know. And then that tells you that it's in range. Well, who created that range? And so, of course, the paper is going to look like it's fine. So I'm come to it's just like with vegetables, like or whatever fruit or whatever. If you want it, you got to grow it. And so you mm-hmm. need to grow your own water, which means filter your water, buy something that makes the water safe. Forget about all the problems because we we're not going to fix them all. And that's it's not about like giving in or giving up, but move on. Not you, but like just move on and get something that you do trust. Like get an air mm-hmm. purifier that you do purifier that you do trust. And mm-hmm. say, screw the man, big birdie finger to the water company, big birdie finger to the big pharma, like, just be done. And quit. Yeah, but I'm the really man. Have the power. Don't
1: say that. I'm Not,
4: the man. <laughs> I'm the, man. Yeah, well, I the uh, man. yeah, me too.
1: Okay.
4: Yeah, I'm the one man, man, but too. anyway, yeah, so <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'm like, dude, just, I don't know. They're going to, yeah. you know, have people saying now that, like, the whole, they're giving the cattle these vaccines. So you're fixing to just – you're yeah, not going to know only. left from right. Yeah, yeah. You're, and you're not going to know. Wild-caught salmon, you know what I mean? that's
1: about it. Fish's yeah, about but we like,
4: You know, Yeah, yeah. And then the fish are in water that chemicals have been poured in all day, and they say that they're farm-raised. And so if <laughs> if you go down that rabbit hole, you're, you know, you've got – No, no farm raised. in two weeks.
1: No farm fish. Yeah. yeah they're going to be as bad as farm beef. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
4: and, okay, well, if I went out and caught a fresh fish from the black <laughs> – water river that Mm -hmm. are not black water wherever florida town is you're familiar with that's Mm -hmm. still fresh caught but i'm not going to eat it because there's chemicals floating around in the water you know so they it's the same thing with um eggs and chickens they're like oh they're farm they're they're free range and it's like well okay but is your grass sprayed with herbicides and glyphosate so they put those words on there that make you feel like they're doing something special and then who knows if they are so at the end of the day there's no way to freaking no! unless you test your own food and then how are you gonna
1: yeah. do that you're gonna no I have a new I have a friend with a bunch of chickens they're starting their own egg biz uh-huh. and so uh-huh. uh, you know so they're <laughs> they're, they're could, in the they're yeah. in the cabinet they're not they're in, the in the fridge good area. They, they haven't uh-huh. been dipped in if, uh, it, in stuff and chlorine yeah. to ruin the shell like Judy Mikeovitz yeah. says that all, all these uh, commercial eggs mm-hmm. they're all dipped in chlorine they have micro cracks so all the bacteria gets in them so right. you know it defeats the purpose of eating eggs when they're all right. contaminated. Every every egg on the store shelves is contaminated. If it has uh-huh. to be refrigerated, it's bad for you. So so no right. so don't, also, don't buy store bought eggs. Yeah, I'm getting Right,
4: there. and then if, if you really want to get yeah. if you really want to go down the thing is that what's that chicken eating it doesn't matter so if that just like Dr. Judy and me talked about that she said unless you have a uh, have your chickens in cages with hemp planted around them to pull the impurities out of the soil those chickens are eating glyphosate heavy metals roundup because it washes off you could have yeah. a great yard. So if we, you know, there's always something that we could pick apart, and then that's why there's no reason, like we can't control it all. There's no way to control it all. So well, if how, you just hopefully feel safe in what you're doing.
1: Yeah, but how resistant are we as human beings? Because you know, up until recently, the we were really life, uh, Yeah, our lifespan yeah. was expanding. I mean, the 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 average life expectancy was increasing up until right. you know COVID and some really serious problems. But I think that's depression. Anxiety, oh, yeah. addiction-related, you know, financial collapse caused by government uh, stress and you know inflation, lack of you know money for stuff. I think a lot of that's that's not in, that's not personal health. That's uh, that's artificial government imposition that's causing people to die early because you know they're just miserable. Um, but yeah. but we are but we are resilient to a lot of things. You know you can take right. some of sunshine, so much sunshine. A little bit of sunshine is good for you. Too much gives you sunburn. You know, so we're, like we're, and all these chemicals. So in other words, how can we be increasing our life expectancy when there's so many horrible things out there? It, it's interesting that back, you know, when things were their healthiest, you know, a couple hundred years ago, uh, they had the healthiest food. They had, they had, you know, 140 species of apple. You know, they had uh, fish from the water. It was, there was no industrial revolution and they were dead at 35. I mean, explain that.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I, again, don't even know what the life expectancy is, but to me, where I go with it, I was like, well, they've just fabricated a chart, and then they want you to get a little bit of hope for a little bit of while and, and then keep hmm. doing what you're doing. It's like, oh, well, life expectancy is up, so I'll just keep eating my McDonald's, my, my hmm. adult Happy Meal that they are screwing with people's <laughs> heads. Like, gosh, I was so – like, when I saw that, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But it makes sense because they've had – they've had adults in fear for two years. So now let's give them a little happy like you would little Johnny after a doctor visit. So we'll put you a toy in there, we'll put you a medium fry, a Big Mac and a medium Coke. When you could just buy a meal, but we're gonna call it a happy meal. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know if you've seen well, it or not. Gr- but I've never heard
1: of this but so this is like grown up therapy. <laughs>
4: yeah, this it's it's a grown up therapy. Yeah. It's a it's a don't happy worry. meal from McDonalds. Yeah. Be and it's happy. a it's an adult Happy Meal.
1: Yeah. yeah, we should play Bobby McFerrin now. Yeah, I've seen those. But then, did you think, like I read happy.
4: something the other day that? Uh-huh. No,
5: um, yeah, go ahead. If
4: if honey, yeah. oh, go ahead,
5: Pianki, if you need to talk, yeah. I'll just talk over yeah, you. Yeah, I've seen, seen those thinking. advertisements for adult Happy Meal.
1: Man, I tell you, what's the world yeah. coming to? Well, oh, no. they're, infant, they're infantilizing adults, so they're turning adults into children.
0: Yes,
1: which is how the government That's looks exactly at us anyway. It. So that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I makes seen perfect yet, sense. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I and didn't they want love Happy it. Meal it's got when like I was a, a little, it's
4: got a little weird go. toy in it, and like the the sizes are normal size. Mm-hmm. And like I showed it to somebody, and they were like, "Why don't they just get a meal? You know, like it's, <laughs> it's the same concept, just in a little box that you open." But it's so that you can Snapchat it, and so that you can Instagram it, and then it becomes popular, and then they go back up, you know, in their in their sales. It's Because people were coming around to the green side of things. It's like, let's show you what's in this food, and then maybe you won't eat it. So now they get something that attracts you no matter what. Even if you don't even eat the Happy Meal, there's going to be people who go through the window just to get an adult Happy Meal. So it's like if we just quit giving in all that, like the water, like quit buying bottled water, it's all fake. It's all crap. It just has beautiful labels on it. All they do is change the color of the bottle or the color of the label. The water in it is usually toxic. So just quit letting them have so the power. So what's the difference?
1: Let's, let's talk about that. What, what, do what's your own the thing? difference between bottled water and tap water? I mean, I drink tap water that I put through my Brita filter. And I want to know if that oh. – I, I can't find if it, if it takes fluoride out or not. But anyway, go ahead.
4: Yeah, bottle it probably doesn't, yeah. And I don't okay. I don't know enough about it. I just know that basically it's tap water filtered. It's basically Brita water so that you're paying okay. for Brita water in a bottle. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of these companies would just have a huge water filter, and they mm-hmm. filter gallons and gallons of water. And then they test it, and then they add back what they think it needs mm-hmm. in order for you to be able to drink it, which is mm-hmm. like bacon, soda, and other things. So you're just yeah you're buying filtered water so just buy your own filter and then I do, get yeah. you a nice it
1: tastes better yeah you know, there's there's a different yeah exactly I'm not taking the chlorine yeah. out because my my yeah. ball, my my uh, water through my filter you know it doesn't smell you know there's like a slight aroma yes. of chlorine I can I, yes. out of the tap yes. so that's why I need a shower yeah. filter next got any good recommendations
4: yes the shower is huge so yeah okay. so I've been I stayed a lot of different houses because we've been house sitting and all that. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's crazy the difference. Like I can get in one shower and my eyes immediately start itching and watering within mm-hmm. like within 30 seconds of the water being turned on. And so there's something in the water. You just don't know what it is. So mm-hmm. you should, it's, yeah. And I can tell the difference in my hair from one shower to the other. So I've been, I've been in Gulf Frieza, I've been in Perdido, I've been in Pace. So it's mm. just like, it's really interesting. So you've got to have a filter and that's just your, everybody's responsibility should be their own air. In their home, their environment, their car, their business office, and your own water, and then go from there. Because other than that, everything else you don't know. Like you can't, unless you take your food to a place and ask if it's, the wax on it has got something on it. You don't know. The <laughs> other day about I heard about bees. It's like bees can travel up to six miles or more, is what they've you know determined. So if there's any farms six miles within your honey of glyphosate roundup anything like that they're bringing that back to the nest so you're getting honey from local joe up the road but then there's farms all around it that that honey has came and brought back it said that honey tested has the highest glyphosate rate most honeys have super high glyphosate and we're over here trying to get rid of it by doing local honey and raw honey and it just blows my mind and then it makes sense and it's manuka honey is one of the highest and Manuka honey is like $40 a jar. And China wow. has started, China, the, the, you know, they, they do everything first, I guess is what you'd say, but not really. But they right. started, um, blocking Manuka honey coming into the country because of the rate of glyphosate in it. But the U.S. just says, put it on the shelf and put a high price on it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not telling you to quit eating your honey from your person that you really love, but, and our bodies are resilient. But there's, you that it goes to show you one more thing that you probably never thought of. Like, when I watched mm-hmm. that video, I was like, oh, my God, duh, you know, like, because it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it except for find a company that says within six miles of our radius or, or that they test their honey for glyphosate. But then you're looking at, you know, majorly processed honey. So
5: it just is what well, it is. Well, you need to gotta... have
1: what we do for, for products that say no GMO, you know, like my Tropicana yes. orange juice, which yes. Judy Michael was still warning me against. It's a non-GMO <laughs> orange product. You know, so that's yes. that's as close as I can get. Uh, my honey yes. is the the raw mountain honey Colorado, I forgot what it is, but uh it's pretty good yeah. stuff. So in fact, well here's what's interesting, yeah. I had one I tried a local honey, it tasted like soap. And maybe that Ooh, <laughs> maybe see? that was one of those ones yeah. that way too much. You never know. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, this is this is garbage. Uh-huh. This, I, mean, I might as well, uh-huh. you know, put my put a bar of ivory in my mouth. I mean this is what Yeah. But but we have non GMO labels. Okay. We have the the growth hormone labels on the milk say so we don't mm-hmm, use rbht mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so why can't we yeah. have no glyphosate,
4: glyphosate you know, yeah. products well, use
1: in this whatever yeah, this is
4: it's supposed okay. to but yeah mm. half the foods on the shelves would yeah have it or all like no ninety percent of the foods on the shelves would have it so mm. or the, is it so concentrated it in
1: processed it. food more in other words if you buy potatoes versus yeah. potato chips is it more in the potato chips mm-hmm. than the potatoes okay.
4: I don't, uh, yeah, I'm assuming it would be, but I'm thinking it's going to be, yeah, on anything non, because even with the eggs, I think we've talked about that, like once they're organic, that doesn't mean anything. They could just be giving them organic feed, but is Mm -hmm. there roundup on the, you know, is there roundup in the pasture? But these are things that we, your body's going to process it. It's just, you don't Mm -hmm. want the total toxic load to be so high. So So how do do
1: you, given that we can't get rid of entirely these toxins, we're still going to have Roundup until it's banned, which it should be. Um,
4: right. What
1: are some of the best things you can do? And I know you've talked about charcoal. Got you've got talked to... about some other things.
4: Yes. Yeah activated charcoal, which I think I've told y'all I finally found a brand that I can sell to you without sending you to get the, which I don't mind sending you to the Bulletproof, but please contact me. And then um, coconut oil, supporting your liver, supporting your kidneys because those are your main filtration systems. So lots and lots of water, (laughs) which we go back to that your water needs to be clean (laughs) because if your liver and kidney, yeah, because if your kidneys that's what they want. It's like, oh, detox. And then you drink a lot of water in the day and then you get sick. Um, But the liver is super important liver and gallbladder and a lot of people have their gallbladder removed as we have seen Why is that? after
1: what goes what goes wrong paint. with it what goes wrong with your gallbladder I think
4: it just can't handle it I think that the okay. the fact of the body breaking down all the things that we're not used to having which is like canola oils that we never had certain oils that we haven't had in a long like in a way of getting them naturally so they make these oils they burn them off and then it's made from like corn and Different heavy metals, and then your body's trying to break it down, and it just stays in your gallbladder, and then you get gallstones. But I have a beautiful doctor in my life, and she swears like she could save everybody's gallbladder. So it's mm-hmm. another thing that we go to the doctor, we have a symptom of gallbladder, so like, oh, we'll mm-hmm. just take it out, you know, and they, and you don't try to see, you know, and then they scare you but it was and say, there "Well, for you get
1: gallstones." Reason.
4: I it's know. Like I had my tonsils
1: know. out when I was five. It's like why I would know. I asked my parents said, Why did you take them out? Well you had tonsillitis. Yeah, but what if I need them later? Oh, yeah. you don't? Then then yeah. why did I have them in the first place? Of course they can't. Why did I them
4: in the first place? Yeah. And so the the body can keep, you know, repairing from the gallbladder but yeah, once the gallbladder's out, it the body's even more in struggle and they don't tell you that. They don't tell you to support your liver now because your gallbladder's mm-hmm. not filtering stuff before your liver does. So hmm. it's just um you just got to know your body. Look at an anatomy chart, go, I mean you ain't got to know it all, but know what mm-hmm. the body does and why. And then take a simple anatomy 101. Everybody gets on Instagram and Facebook for hours at a time. Sign up for a class on just find something on or just read a chart. Read mm-hmm. go back and find an old anatomy book. But that and that gives you power. Like I don't I take for granted about how I know how the body works sometimes when I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, no wonder that's that. You know, you did this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that was related. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, not that I'm smarter or br- – but it's just I know it and they don't. And so some, everybody needs to know their body. It's the only one you get. So start educating yourself on the – even if you have an organ removed, educate yourself on what that organ did so that you can support the body in different ways. And it's the same thing we go back to the teeth. We've talked about this a lot. But, like, root canals and the organs that that played a role in. And then later in your life, you might have some issues there. So not that that's bad or good or either one, just education. It'd be like if you had a tire that kept going flat all the time and you it really didn't go all the way flat, you just keep putting air in it. And then when it finally blows out, you do something about it. But um, it's okay to have maintenance every now and then and it not be your fault. It's just something that happened and you – move through it
0: but that's my goal i always tell people prevention yeah maintenance is easier Uh,
4: and so those are simple things that you can do is of course rest so that your body actually heals at night or in the daytime take a nap and that's everybody you don't have to be old to nap you don't have to be sick to rest you should be doing these things just because your body is supports you every day of your life like I'm not, like, I don't know. I guess because I touch bodies all day and see what they're capable of. Um, mm. it's, a, it's a miracle. You know, it's just a true miracle of, like, teaching someone how that? to breathe.
1: What do you learn oh, from, my God, from actually touching rocks as far as,
4: <laughs> yeah. as far
1: as energy, health, soul? You know, mm, I mean, some people have muscles, yeah. some don't. Some people are stronger. Some aren't. Yeah. Some people have a stronger spirit. Yeah. What, what do you learn from that? I'm curious. Then we'll get Paige yeah, back in here. It, it sounds like a page question, Yeah, too. no.
4: Yeah. Well, and that's us. That's what we do. And she does it so magically as well. But it's when you actually are skin to skin with someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You, and t- again, it makes you more educated. It's like, well, why is this person's skin dry? And why are these people... So you, that's why I research things and so that I can help my client. But if you just see their health in a way that they might not even. So someone who thinks they have a six-pack and they do, go to the gym every day, I can see that their ligaments are destroyed and their inflammation markers are through the roof. And so, you hmm. you know, you try to help them think, well, yeah, you think you're doing everything you possibly could, but do you give yourself rest? Do you stretch? Do you like if you fell off of a stool, you would probably rip your shoulder out of socket because it's mm. so tight. You know, so there's things like that that, yeah. And, I, and I got a story of Where I was, Ugh. yeah, so exactly. Well, I tell people this. Yeah, I tell people. I tell people a story. I was used for an example in massage therapy school, and they put me and this beautiful girl side by side, and she had a six-pack, and I didn't. And um, they moved around our stomachs, like used the abdomen and like moved it around and palpated it and did all that kind of stuff. And they were like, see, Chansey's stomach is soft, and that's the kind of stomach you want to have. <laughs> and I was oh, like, really? oh, thanks, appreciate it. you know. But so you were the after, not the before. We
1: haven't talked it about was, this. You can over exercise, yeah, so right?
4: Yes, you can you overexercise. Can. and so
1: yeah,
4: yes, and I'm not saying that a beautiful 6 pack isn't and you know isn't worth it. It's just saying like you know, in that regard of even us visual people on the beach, you know some people are are prone to judge someone by that, and it's not right or it's not wrong. It's just funny to be shown that in a way of like, well, yeah, it does, you can't have diaphragmatic breathing if you if your if your abdomen is so tight that when you take a deep breath, nothing moves. You know, hmm. or maybe if you've got digestive issues, your colon has nowhere to go if you're so if that fascia is so tight that it's stuck to everything. So that's so you why you see have testosterone.
1: This is interesting. You have too many muscles, and there's no place for your body to expand or, or go. Right. Because you've, yeah. you've so tighten yourself up. So wouldn't your body rebel at some point and go, "This is too much exercise and cause yes. you pain and problems"? It will. Or do people just work yeah, through all that and they just ignore it? No. What's, what are, what's it happening? will.
4: Yeah, you'll see people with low back pain when they have really nice shoulders or you'll see people with low back pain when their hamstrings and quads are beautiful. So it's like, well, something's going to give like it's pulling somewhere. But then you have people who know the body and they do stretch the fascia first and they Mm -hmm. do stretch the lining of the muscle first. But it's very rare to see someone who takes care of their body from top to bottom, inside and out, which none of us know exactly what to do, but you see these bodybuilders, and you see the runners, and they, yeah, so it's just interesting, like when I started running, I thought running was the thing, so I started running, well, I have scoliosis, I shouldn't run more than like a mile, because my hips are off, and my shoulders are off, so it messes up my whole back, and my whole neck, and I can't walk for two days, you know, so yeah. There's some people who just go out there and think, well, exercise works for this person, so I'm going to do this exercise for me. And that's why each person, that's what we keep going back to. Each person needs to take care of their own self, mm-hmm. S-E-L-F, your higher self, which is your soul, your spirit, your whoever you want to believe in and go to, God, and, and then take care of your body that that gave you. So it's it's uh, it's easy if you think about it. Nobody else, you don't really need anybody else until something goes wrong. And if you keep things from going wrong, you don't really need anybody (laughs) except for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and be selfish, you know, it always comes back to that, but water, I know that was really important to you. So we need to, that page, I'm sure she talked about her Kangan, the Enagic, like there's a machine that she has that is literally a medical device for water. And there's, it's not about what it's not, Oh, well this filter works and here's this. It's like, they have scientific studies to show you what the water does. So, that everybody can afford that, but find one somewhere and see if someone well, can use the water. Well, she
1: sells the water. She sells the water from that machine. She does.
4: That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, got. it's a water share. Yeah.
1: And yeah. why not? She, you know, like somebody, yeah.
4: somebody told me the other day that they were hesitant about using essential oils because of how the multi-level marketing thing has became, you know, it's, oh, it's a multi-level marketing. I was like, okay, so when you go to Target, the brand on the shelf is another brand, and Target is marketing it. And you're buying it, so it's the same thing. We just don't think that way. And Target makes more money off of that product than the person who put it on the shelf because they bought it from someone for a discounted rate and sold it to you for a higher one, and you paid the higher one instead of going to the person that put it on the shelf. So it's not really same multi-level thing though. Uh,
1: that's just that's just marketing. It's that's level. Just marketing. You know, the, well, that's the no, from yeah, producer to, to me, wholesaler. Multi-level. Yeah, producer wholesaler yeah, it's retailer. That, mm, the way that I no. see
4: it. Is that if the, someone else wants to buy that stuff, take it to right. their store and sell it, that is yeah. multi-level marketing. And if there's okay. a video on it about that like explains it. The, but long the definition story short, no one wants to go and support their small business anymore because they're scared, oh, well, she's yeah. charging for water or she's charging for an essential oil. It's like huh. everybody does that, and you're paying more for it because that person doesn't even know why it's on the shelf. They yeah. don't even believe in the brand. So anyway, you see,
1: I understand it differently. Multi-level marketing to me is like Amway. So, in other words, you're you're marketing yeah. the you're marketing to have people market your product. So, in other words, you you make a, a profit off somebody else selling a product. So, Amway they say it's not multi-level marketing, but of course it is. Uh, in other words, you go in and you someone sponsors you, and you sell so much stuff to help that person above you. And so that's one level.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: you get a bunch of people yeah. to sell the, the same products for you, and then you get a percentage of what they make. Then the next person gets a bunch of people to market the product, and then, the, and then they get a percentage, and then you get a percentage, and it works its way up the chain. So that is how I understand multi-level marketing in that you're really marketing the idea of marketing. So you're selling the marketing. You're not selling a product. The product is incidental. The real profit is made in how many people you can get to sell the product, and how many people those people can get to sell the product, and how many people those people can get to sell the product. So the, the higher up you are in the chain, the greater your income for doing nothing, because everybody else is selling the product for you, and they're trying to get more people to sell the product. And that's that's how it works. That's how I understand multi-level marketing. It's not the standard right.
4: producer,
1: wholesaler, retailer. That's just normal. That's just marketing. It's not multi-level because yeah, but... you're not what
4: you're seeing See is that they hide the other levels so you just mm-hmm. took it to the extreme of course because you're Greg and you gave every definition under the sun but it's the same <laughs> thing as like the person who makes the shoes is making nothing. The person, okay, the person who makes the leather is making hardly nothing. Then the leather is bought by the leather provider, and it makes the shoe. Then the person who comes up with the shoe idea makes a little bit more money. Then the person who puts it in the box and makes it pretty but makes a value. little bit more money.
1: They're all in yes, value. The that, see, that's the difference. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, I'm not spending nine minutes sim-
4: arguing about oh, marketing. Well, okay. So but I'm going to just- give the show to you, <laughs> <laughs> or we can. Continue- change the subject Cause you change take subject. it, you do it every yeah. time. Yeah, you do it every
0: do? time. Because I'm what? not
4: even, I, yes, I'm not comparing it as in saying, I'm comparing it versus saying it's the same thing. And okay. that's just who Chancey is. I'm, so, like, I'm saying people don't want to spend money with a small person who might be making more money off of someone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's multi-level, so I don't want to support her. Well, why not? What if I did the work to get there? So yeah. you'd rather just walk into Target and buy a product that makes Target 50% and you don't know Target, you don't know the owner, you don't know the manager, you don't know anybody. So I'm mm-hmm. saying like you, you say no to multi-level marketing because of this, but you don't look at it as, well, everyone out there is screwing you. Like when you go to the food restaurant, they're screwing you. When they, they, when you go somewhere else, they're screwing you. If you want to look at screwing you as, well, she's just taking money and she didn't do anything. Well, they all are. We Everybody out there is doing a multi-level something, as in someone helped them out and then they are helping someone else out. And because someone else did it, they make more money by doing nothing. Does that make sense? Like that's what I mean. It's like a it's a mirror. It's not the exact same thing because it's not a product on a shelf that is like a bunch of different people making money off that same product. But it really is mm-hmm. in my eyes.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, and I, I, I think it's because I'm sitting here in uh, front of a
4: shoe store. Like I'm like, yeah. those shoes were made by little Indian kids. And the Indian kids didn't make anything, and then the next level made a little bit more, and then the next level made a little bit more, and it's all the same product. But well, see, those we, are production levels, day, not buy. as opposed
1: to marketing levels. I'll just make one last it's thing. The we can same. get back yeah, to Coral. Yeah. But a production level. <laughs> in other words, if one person <laughs> yes. you know, uh, raises the cattle, tans the leather, makes the shoes, boxes the shoes, uh-huh. advertises the shoes, and sells directly over uh-huh. the Internet, they, they're controlling every level of production. So they're going right. to get the maximum profit because they're putting the most work they in are. and they're adding the most value to the product. This is my economic side coming out all right so this is like a Derek Park discussion <laughs> you know but uh, mm-hmm. but what you're talking about is is saying that uh you know if it, the le- the different levels of i would say it's production multi level production, not in so much marketing um, but that's just mm-hmm. in other words, if yeah. one person can do it all, they should make all the money, but people are suspect of going to the farm where they grew the vegetables where they canned the the fruit where they made the you know the the preserves for your toast, you know, and this saying, So so why why would people trust? And this is where I agree with you. Why would people trust a large company, you know, like like yeah. a Target or like a, uh, uh, you know, why would you buy your food at Walmart, you know, because you don't know how many yeah. glyphosate things are in it, as opposed to the local farmer who produced it. And so what, this is this is you, you've raised a really different a really good topic. I just think it can get confusing just by the terminology you're using. So if we talk about
4: right, because you know, I don't why like not words. go to the
1: local person, what's that?
4: Yeah. Yeah, because I don't like words that people stick to the definition. Like when I say multi-level, that's where I stop. But, yeah, I get it. The marketing is a whole other advertisement and production okay. is a whole other yeah. thing. But, like, multi-level anything, like mm-hmm. literally what you just said, even if, like, Joe made the shoe, built the shoe, did the shoe, sold the shoe – what mm-hmm. if Chancey wants to come buy his shoes and put them in her boutique and sell them for $10 more? That's multi-level. Yep. Yes, yep. Joe got all his money. He sold them for 40 I sold them for 45 yeah, but, I make but $5 Joe off that shoe. Joe, but
1: exactly. you couldn't buy it if Joe's price was too high. Yeah. And you'll sell more of Joe's shoes. So you selling Joe's shoes, mm. he makes a profit because exactly. you buy his shoes. Okay, So exactly. that, that, that's just that's just a free market. I know, uh, and it's
4: the same thing to me. It's the same thing as if if a multi level marketing company is done right, Mm. because my girls always make money off of me if they're if I am a good person. So if Mm -hmm. I'm a good person and I make money that month, they all make more money. That's and so it benefits everyone versus them just trying to do it themselves. And then what if they don't know the owner of a boutique that I just got our oils in, and now everybody makes more money. So without mm-hmm. me there, they may never have that. So that's how I see it is like multi-level anything. It's like yeah, you can yeah. do it all yourself, but do you want to? Yeah, no.
1: So anyways, and sometimes we went down you can't. And, and,
4: and, and sometimes it's illegal.
1: So. You know, for the that's, yeah, that's why they exactly. broke up uh, Standard Oil. The, the term you're looking yeah. for is vertical integration. That's what the economic term would be.
0: Great. Where one I'm person, glad you know the so, terminology.
1: Oh well it's it's a thing you know I am a word guy <laughs> you know, yeah. you
0: know. but yeah. so
1: just to give you a real quick example how how this works is that um, the uh, the standard oil was broken up because they were such a monopoly they drilled the oil they refined the oil they owned their own gas stations. They sold the, the, the gasoline. And so it was such a what they call a vertically integrated market. There was no room for competition. So the whole problem with, with the multi, – well, multi-level is different. But the whole problem with vertical integration is that nobody could get in. There wasn't a free market in oil because Standard Oil owned everything. They owned uh-huh. the, 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 They owned the oil fields. They owned the drilling. They owned the equipment. <laughs> they owned the transportation. They owned the trucks. They owned the gas stations. They owned every part of it. So the reason they were broken up mm-hmm. was to open up oil to competition. And so now you have all these different gas Beautiful. stations and, and they became different companies. Now they, they, you know, the price of gasoline is still pretty similar because the price of production is similar. The world oil price is pretty similar. That's a whole different argument. But that's the difference between vertical integration and multi-level marketing, although we have diversified from our topic here a whole bunch. So <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> yeah. last word on fluoride. Then we'll get to uh, Captain Tom Stewart's on the line uh, right now, too. So we're going uh, to... Yeah,
4: the- basically, I was just trying to get y'all to get water from a girl page. So find some water somewhere, buy it, make sure it's healthy. I'm going to let Tom take the mic, and I love y'all. I'm going to go get some coffee, probably with some unfiltered water and some (laughs) terrible milk, but it's going to be delicious. And some honey in the bottom that's probably got glyphosate. And I've already had a shower, and I've probably got that on me too. But I'm going to support my liver, I'm going to support my lungs, and I'm going to have a great day. So (laughs) that's how it goes. It's so simple if you think of it that way. It's like you can't control everything, you know, you just do it. And actually, I'm not going to have milk. I'm going to have coconut milk. So the coconuts probably were shot down with love is the way that I'm going to see it. Yeah. But okay. I, I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's com, C-H-A-N-C-E-E-T-E-R-R-Y, and everything should be on there. If not, my cell phone number is, and everybody can have it. Um, if you prank call me, I'll hang up on you. How about that? So, I love Pianki. I haven't heard his voice a few times. Tom, oh, thank you here. for your help last week. It was amazing. Appreciate you. And Greg, thanks for the show. It's a it's a
1: blast. Oh, uh, I love having you day. on, even if we disagree. Right. Sure. I don't care. That's that's some of yeah. I know. Time. Yeah. So, uh, I, so I feel know. Free. It's a fun yeah. time. Yeah. 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 All right. are yeah. hey, still
4: there. Thank you, Pianki. Take care. Take your charcoal. <laughs> love y'all. Bye. Okay.
1: Thanks, Desi. Yeah, Paige left us a few minutes ago. So I'll play a couple things real quickly here, then we'll get to Captain Tom Stewart and our defense report. Here at Action Radio, we are looking for sponsors. We have 30 and 60-second spots available for your announcements, and we have three-minute live call-ins to talk about your products and services available. Action Radio is the next evolution beyond talk radio. Join us and let us help your business evolve. Think about being a sponsor of the future and not just a listener, and help us help your business grow as you help us plunge headlong into breaking new ground here on Action Radio every day. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strikeforce is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink you make your energy drink yourself Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce so our listeners get a 20% discount all you do is add our code W-Y-L to the discount code window at checkout W-Y-L comes from our website Write Your Laws so you can get your energy drink a 20% discount and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeForceEnergy.com. That's StrikeForceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend Jason Myers and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. Action Radio. Dedicated to fixing everything. Let me bring uh, Captain Tom Stewart live here uh, onto the show for our, our defense report, and who knows what we'll get into. There's uh, there's so much going on uh, that uh, that he has knowledge of that's just wonderful to have. Captain Tom, welcome back. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. How are you? I'm well. I, we just had a fascinating discussion of fluoride and a bunch of other things, and a little economic discussion <laughs> with our health folks with Vichancey. That was kind of fun. Uh, and then we had uh, Bill and uh, Wendy in the first hour, so uh, we're on hour number three. And it's just great to have you here, just for the knowledge that you do have. Uh, and I, I should probably mention this more. You bring on some fabulous guests. I love the people that you bring to the show. They are just incredible, knowledgeable, and they're always welcome to come back. So it's never never has to be a one-time thing because uh, so many times you know we get started and you just can't cover you know what these people do in an hour, especially the last two folks. So those were they were great.
7: Yep, absolutely. So great Americans doing uh, doing
1: great work. Yeah. So let's let's get an update. What's going on with uh, the latest mandate? What are you doing these days? Um, Any shows you've been on, the the wonderful things happen, people you've talked to? What's what's your news? Oh, my news? Uh,
7: We've been on uh, Dr. Gina discussing Biden's phone call to uh, – Coast Guardman by the name of Zach Lash, who they're getting ready to throw out after the president personally called him, congratulated him, and then had a news conference in regards to I'm so proud of the Coast Guardmen, first responders, and everyone down in South Florida helping provide support, disaster relief for Hurricane Ian. Uh, right now, you know Zach very much faces the same fate a lot of our service members do. They're still uh, trying to throw 136,000 of us out over the mandate. Some are even trying to get out-processed out after their respective service injunction between the Air Force and the Marines mm-hmm. um, and Navy. Uh, we've had cadets that have been dismissed from the Coast Guard Academy. Recently, you've got cadets that have been dismissed from the Air Force Academy. In regards to this, loss of uh, pretty much loss of confidence in leadership is my personal uh, – I think it's a leadership issue at both those service academies right now. And uh, right now, the Department of Defense has discharged over 7,700 service members. And, uh, it's like, Hey, thanks for doing this great work down at, uh, down in South Florida is what they told this young, uh, young guy in the coast guard and, uh, Mm -hmm. say, Hey, but we're going to discharge him in 30 to 60 days. And uh, I find that absolutely absurd. And the American people should too, uh, vice Admiral Lee wrote an article on it. If you guys tune in to Tucker Carlson, the next couple of days, you'll get to listen to both of them speak.
1: Tucker Carlson has been really good, and we're going to talk about Ukraine uh, in a little while here, but he's been amazing. He's saying things that I never thought would come out of somebody on Fox News. So either he's got the the, the golden contract where it's like, if you don't let me say what I want to say, I'm out of here kind of thing. But uh, the way he was talking about, especially with Ukraine, that it's really a Biden-caused war. Uh, the way he's talking about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, you know, the way he's just said that uh, he's amazingly critical of of uh, things and people that nobody else is uh, on Fox News. Uh, maybe Laura Ingram a little bit, but but he pretty much can say anything he wants. Do you, do you have any insight on that? Uh, do you know you have connections at Fox or anything, or anybody you've talked to? No, I don't
7: have any really major connections at Fox. But I can tell you, as far as Hunter Biden goes, you got a formal naval officer. Uh, you know, gets kicked out of the military for doing uh, basically doing crack pop and positive on a drug test, daddy cut or something. We're not not sure what kind of discharge he got, but that's something we mm-hmm. definitely need to FOIA and look up just yeah. for curiosity. And uh but the latest on him, I think the latest Brightboard article I saw was him going down a water slide naked, which is a uh, very <laughs> uh very conduct of a naval officer. And
1: uh also and who was know, that? Well Hunter Biden wasn't the Hunter Navy, Biden. Was he? Hunter Biden was in the navy with his, with, his, with his crack pipe. Was he in the but navy? More I didn't and more know things
7: that. to come out on him, and he's doing a great job letting those pictures leak out on Twitter and other social media platforms. And uh, Breitbart continues to get a hold of them and uh, use them against him. So
1: very, uh, wait, very wait, wait,
7: impressive what we have going on in Washington D.C. right now. We have actions like this going down, but you know, people being thrown out for less.
1: Now let me just just to clarify. Did you say that I didn't think Hunter Biden was in the navy? Was he? He was in the navy. Yeah, We're talking with to two to different people.
7: Partner, but... Yeah,
1: oh, he so got thrown I out. Oh, okay. See, so I, I had forgotten that tidbit, So, thanks for reminding me. Um, now, that's interesting because you know, with, with Daddy being uh, the VP and now the fake president, uh, I'm surprised he they, he allowed him to get kicked out, or they have not have a choice.
7: Don't know. Don't know the exact circumstances, but I knew it was drug related.
1: Um, yeah, so none of kicked out. But it, but it raised, you raise a really interesting question that I haven't really thought of: is favoritism? We know that deferments in Vietnam were were based on family connections, and you know nobody from from Congress uh, you know served unless they wanted to. The kids of, of members of Congress. Um, nowadays, do you have you seen uh, cases of favoritism, of politically powerful? you know, CEO, powerful, economically powerful celebrity people keeping their, their kids in either in the military or some kind of, you know, honorable discharge on the way out. Is there favoritism going on with these mandates and who's, who's going and who's staying?
7: I wouldn't say favoritism, but there's definitely some disproportional uh, administrative separations going on right now. Some guys are getting separated with general discharge under honorable conditions, or less uh, after going in front of the administration, administrative separation board, and some guys they're just letting out of their contracts by a certain date, and they're getting honorable discharges. But there there has been no, you know, one set thing uh, about the discharges. One thing that's significant is the uh, the National Defense Act that they recently passed for this fiscal year it says, hey, you're able to change your discharge status. But now we got the Americans Act that's coming out um as well as uh, hr 3860 that massey drafted that says hey massey said we don't he drafted a bill basis saying we're not going to go along with this mandate period but the americans act is going to be able to reinstate service members and upgrade that discharge status from a other than uh you know general discharge under our own conditions whatever they're given which is the lowest they agree to to an honorable discharge or possibly reinstate service members but you know, my my speculation. Once this bill comes out, and they need to get it out on the Senate floor to vote. If they do get a chance to vote on I'm sure they'll just pack billions of dollars uh, onto it again, like they've done with some other bills, and they snuck in the bills this year and possibly send that
1: overseas as well. Well, that's uh, that sort of brings up our, our kind of gets to our Ukraine topic, but uh, the, the military budget. You know, as to what goes into it. Like, I, I think, you know, spending on the F 35 is pretty much a waste uh, of, of an airplane. They're putting everything in this one airplane. And the, the more you put in one airplane, the more you try and make it do, the worse it, it operates. You know, the F 111 is, is, is the, is the prim, primo example of that. Uh, so, legislatively, do you, I'm trying to think, are there, are there people being dishonorably discharged for refusing the this illegal mandate? Or is it all, less than honorable and, and how's that affecting people because that goes on every job application the, you know most you, of them you ever right now, the guys that yeah. have bought
7: it all the way through have been general discharge under honorable conditions
1: and uh, which in itself is just terrible um you got what guys is the that general discharge for- i mean most people get honorable right and, and how does that affect the rest of yeah your most life?
7: people get honorable but you're gonna you know they lose their gi
1: bill benefits with the general discharge okay. um
7: But, yeah, so right now you have guys that have been in 18 to 20 years that are taking this all the way as far as they can. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're going to these things called an administrative separation board, which is basically Mm -hmm. a kangaroo court that the general, the court-martial authority who's running it can basically choose who he wants to go. And uh, some have come out favorably for the service members saying, hey, we found this order to be unlawful. Um, Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Bill Mosley's perfect example, uh, order was found to be unlawful, Navy captain on the board immediately questioned it, uh, said he was going to make some calls to congressmen, and uh, we've also had a handful of Marines as well get, uh, you know, take it all, take it that far, and uh, again, you know, the people on his board find the, the order unlawful and did not know all the uh, illegality and all the unlawfulness that was occurring occurring behind it, mandating uh, an uh, emergency use authorized vaccine when, you know... Mm-hmm actual, proven, and even available or even manufactured in the United
1: States. Are there any administrative people, uh, the officers that are doing these things like the court marshals and these uh, proceedings that actually are rebelling and saying, wait a minute, this is an unlawful mandate. You, you know, we have to give an honorable discharge or you can't discharge this person. Is there anything going on with that? Are there some heroes out there? I have
7: heard of stories where lawyers are basically reclusing themselves of the case, especially guys that are on the prosecution team and uh, on the West Coast. Okay, but uh, yeah, some lawyers saying, "Nope, this is unethical. I will not prosecute this guy. Go find someone else." And you know, they eventually find someone else, and the Marines and other mm-hmm. service members are getting prosecuted, mm-hmm. respectively. Right now at Holbert Field and uh, Eglin, you have the Area Defense Counsel is basically refusing to help service members in this with this whole ordeal because. You know, they're being told not to. But once the service member gets charged and uh, they start racking up charges, they go see the area defense counsel. He's, uh, you know, an Air Force attorney, and uh, the Air Force attorney
1: is, you know, not doing very much to help the service members in our own area of Florida. Interesting. How long do they plan to keep this up, do you think, this mandate? Because, you know, Brandon's already well, said that the pandemic's gone. We know, know it's we got gone.
7: We John Kirby on
1: yesterday. <laughs>
7: Uh-huh. You know, in quarantine from his home uh, saying, hey, uh, you know, we have to we have to continue along with this mandate, basically, just to summarize it up. Uh, goes along with the whole vaccine argument. We've been getting vaccines for years, and we need to stay ready as a, as a fighting force. We've also got Lloyd Austin twice, double vax, boosted, uh, you know, who's got COVID for the second time this year. And not to mention the Commandant of the Marine Corps after forcing these shots on our fine uh, fighting organization, got COVID again in January. Concurrently with him, Millie. Um, followed by that, you got Jill Biden that gets it, then you got Joe Biden that gets it a couple months later. So we've already proven that the shots aren't effective. The injuries are surfacing coming out. You're, they're getting briefed on those, and we can do a separate segment on those with the right people down the road. Thursday would probably be a great time to do that,
1: and uh, with the sort doctors of, as well. uh... We've kind of ended our, our Thursday doctor's panel. People that got busy, they had other things to do. we got 18 weeks of it. Now, we can always get, bring certain folks back. I think Judy would come back, uh, Judy Mikeovitz well. And uh, John Cullen is, has a regular report. Now. He has the global pandemic update. So we can always uh, work with him. He might do an extra hour before or after for guests and things like that, then his own report. And so that was a, that, we had a great run on that. Uh, I'm hoping that those episodes all get transcribed and put in a book. That, that's one of the possibilities. Now, Judy mentioned that on the show. And so uh, we shall see, but uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of halted for now. But we got eighteen weeks. I expected like two, <laughs> so I'm yep, really absolutely. happy. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing time uh, doing those those reports. Okay, so has anybody noticed? I'm gonna go ahead and up
7: people... up with a little musical piece from uh, Vladimir Zelensky real quick before we get into oh, this, and sure, uh, we'll please. we'll discuss pretty... that. Yeah, we'll discuss leadership.
1: Go from there. Can you hear it? Not really. Now we can. That's Havana Gila. That's that's Israeli.
7: Yep, that's correct. And uh, that is him playing the piano with something other than his hands with four other males.
1: But oh, uh, right now you've I'm, got. The I'm in glad view. we're not video. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing yep. that, Tom. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but, yep, that's the kind of leadership we have in Ukraine right now.
1: And uh,
7: you have Vladimir Zelensky doing stuff like that back in 2016. Also, back in 2017, you have Vladimir Putin standing out in the rain, uh, I think it's November 2017, honoring the fallen soldiers of his country. Uh, one thing we do have, common dynamic, we've seen uh, recently during the tomb of the uh, – Joe Biden standing in some ceremonies with, uh, with, with a, an army soldier holding an umbrella over him. And, uh, you know, previously when uh, Barack Obama was in charge, we also saw a young Marine in his dress blues holding an umbrella over, uh, over Obama while he was giving a speech. Uh, one thing Putin does have going for him, he's a KGB officer, military, has pretty good bearings, strong speaking abilities, strong leadership abilities, more than I could say about Zelensky from this previous video I observed. But one of the quotes Vladimir Putin had from uh, that that interaction of him standing out in the rain when asked, "Hey, well, why didn't you have umbrellas when you were at the tomb?" He basically told his countrymen that I am not a piece of candy; I will not melt. And I'll leave it at that. And I'll open up with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Putin's initially. But right that. now, have
7: it's you... Ukraine. Uh, Go ahead. You know, they've taken yeah. over the the eastern the eastern region. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say atrocities are, are are occurring on both sides. There's the mass graves discovered. Uh, in that area and uh, Russian villages are basically occupied areas are like, we want to vote. What kind of government do you want? So they're basically holding us fake news vote voting on, you know, who's, who, who do they want to be in charge of their, uh, of their towns and their country? Um, obviously Russia's rigging those. And, uh, he's, you know, he's on, he's, he's taken those, those towns and uh, they're, they're still fighting and they're going to keep fighting. Uh, and we'll get into his six key demands in a minute that you sent me. Okay. But, uh, you know, we, we, you know, you you drive around some parts of Florida, you drive around some parts of California. One thing I saw in California when I was there was Ukraine flags everywhere. People don't understand (laughs) the, you know, the background and the impact behind the Ukrainian conflict. They don't know about, you know, the ceasefire agreements that were in place that Ukraine basically violated. And, uh, no one, no one wants to talk about that. And then when you pull, you try and pull that up on MSNBC or news, kind of like I was telling you about that documentary, you know, that got censored, pulled off of CBS's website. That's not on Rumble. That's what I'm seeing. Researching these stories in the news media, stories completely disappearing, and you have to pull them off of third party uh, sites. Um, yeah. But here we go. We got Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, who's double vaxxed, boosted. Uh, Zelensky has made him an ambassador, uh, or basically he's an ambassador to Ukraine under the United 24 fundraising platform, which is supporting Army drones projects benefiting Ukraine. Tying into last week's show and the week before that, you have basically these drones, like I said, they're using these drones to call in artillery strikes uh, on both right. sides on each other, and you use instead drones to kill Russian troops. So, you know, Mark Hamill's funding it. We have Luke Skywalker now, uh, who has gone over to the dark side with his booster shot. And uh, quite frankly, it's safe to say Mark Hamill funding this thing will have Russian blood on his hands pretty soon. Um, Zelensky is very excited to have him uh, as his Ukrainian ambassador to support its defenders, and uh, for according to him, for you know in the article for Ukrainians this means a lot. And uh, you know, just to quote Zelensky here, for Ukrainians this means a lot, as in Star Wars, good will triumph over evil, light will overcome darkness. With you on the team, there is no other way
5: around it. You know, uh, his,
1: yeah. Go ahead, Piyaki.
5: You know, young man, <clears throat> that's a good observation on your behalf. But I got a question: Who do you think blew up the pipeline?
1: Yeah, that was one of my questions too. Well,
7: the pipeline. Let's let's get let's get into that. We have evidence, speeches of Joe Biden basically threatening that pipeline uh, back in the day. Um, I'd say your evidence there would say, Hey, what kind of naval presence do you have in that part of the world? You know, that's something you can look up open source, find out what ships are out there. I'm sure we got Russian ships in that part of the world and American ships, possibly the Chinese run around, but that's a great question. I mean, speculating, I know Russia makes a lot of money off that pipeline, exporting oil to exporting oil to Germany. I could not see them doing it themselves, but you never know. You've got all kinds of third world actors in that area. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to say, but if you really want an accurate picture of who's out there and who's operating, look at some of the ships and some of the flags that their ships stand under that are operating in that body of water, and that might help you get the answer to your question. But politically, to, to gain from it, Russia, I don't think, will have any, any political gain from it, you know, um, and financial gain. But, you know, you got other countries that might be inst- trying to instigate this.
1: See, I thought China, you know, and first of all, if we did it, it'd be too easy to trace back because it's so incompetent there anyway. Uh, I found a video that said there was a French sub uh, that surfaced in that area. They had some kind of fire on board, and so they were brought to the surface. They may or may not have done it. Uh, the water's only a couple hundred feet deep there. This is not a very deep area of the, of the Baltic Sea, and so it wouldn't be that hard for, for you know charges to be placed down there. Um, but I always look at, you know, follow the money. Who, who gains the most? Russia gains nothing. Europe gains nothing from this because they lose their pipeline. They lose their energy. They have enough energy problems to begin with. So the only people that I can see gaining are us to create more conflict, to, to walk us into a war as quickly as possible, that is that everybody loses this one. There's nothing good comes out of it. And China, um, because they get to maintain conflict between Russia and Western Europe and the United States. So I think China has the most to gain by blowing up that pipeline. But again, what if it were traced back to them? That doesn't do them any good. So I'm not sure, other than our wacko permanent war class, who would do it. I'm not really, I don't know. That's what, you know, this is speculation. Has anything been found out? Have have the Swedes gone down to uh, investigate? Have they, uh, do you know about underwater demolition? How how traceable are underwater explosions? Did they leave a a signature? You know, is there a seismic thing you can, you can characterize them? Do they have like a fingerprint or whatever it is? How do you, how do you identify uh, an explosion underwater?
7: Well, 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 that's great. You bring up, you bring up the seismic stuff and the, uh, that stuff. I would not be surprised at this point if certain people try and blame climate change as a reason for that for that <laughs> pipeline <laughs> road, have,
1: Yeah, we're not going to buy that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
7: But uh, but yeah, I mean, plates do shift, oceans do shift. I've had my class in uh, geology a while back, and yeah, you know, you learn all about that. But uh,
1: mm-hmm.
7: but for me, I mean, if someone did do it, you know, who who would have the most to lose? Who would have the most to gain? Those are the questions I'd be asking. And then I'd yeah. be logging into certain websites and trying to get, a, and trying to get an accurate uh, naval picture of who's out in the Baltic Sea right now. And that might kind lead of you, lead you to some better answers.
1: Well, I've got some new stuff coming in on, on my uh, emails. I'll check those out a little bit later. But it just, it just seems very, very suspicious to me. Uh, and and ha- is there any effort to repair those pipelines right now? Or are they still leaking gobs of natural gas all the time?
5: I mean, hasn't
1: Russia shut them down? I mean, that would be the first thing I would think they would do. To, to sort of clean the lines of all the gas and then fix them. But it doesn't seem like they are doing that. That's a great question.
7: They're going to have to hire a company to patch them up, and, yeah, in order to patch them up, they probably will have to shut them down.
1: Well, why haven't they shut them down? I mean, isn't that the first thing you do when a pipeline's leaking or if it catches fire or any of those things? Don't you shut – that's where that's... they have valves all the way along it. So at what great point – Great question. You know, why haven't they shut it down? That, uh, I was watching some video this morning. That might be an old video. This could be old footage. Maybe they have shut it down and we don't know. I'm not sure what the latest status is. I'm looking for my articles. I had a whole bunch of articles, and I can't seem to, to, to locate it right now, which is kind of weird, unless I, I hit my button by mistake and got rid of them on the six points and things like that. But we, we talked for a while with um, when he was – do you know? Did you ever hear of Dr. Peter Pry? Do you remember him at all as a nuclear expert, um, EMP expert, things like that? He was more government, policy, Center for Security Studies, former Armed Services Committee, CIA uh, officer, that kind of stuff. Did you ever hear about him?
7: I heard about him, yeah.
1: Okay. Because he was on the show every week, and we were privileged to have him on. For some reason, he really liked our show, <laughs> and so he was on for four years. So we had the most amazing insights. Uh, Pianti remembers him. Uh, we got these just incredible insights into things that were going on. And, and one of the things he talked about before Russia invaded was these six points. And, and they didn't seem to me that big you know, of a deal. Now, do we have to accept all of them? No. I mean, negotiations and negotiations. But it was a great starting point to avoid the war. And that completely got uh, obliterated. N- nothing came of it. We didn't even consider those. In fact, you never even heard about him in the news. He was the only person that mentioned them. And yet they aren't that bad. The biggest one being that uh, Ukraine doesn't join NATO. They maintain their buffer. And we were, I was talking about this yesterday, how it's the same thing when Russia wanted to put uh, missiles at Cuba. We can't have nuclear missiles in Cuba. That's insane. That's 90, minutes of, that's 90 miles. That's what, you know, two minutes of flight time or less you know, by the time they're up and down? There's no reaction time. So obviously you can't have nuclear missiles in Cuba from Russia. In the same way, Russia, who lost 20 million people in World War II, uh, I heard a, a staggering thing that 80% of the men born in 1922 who turned 18 in 1940, they were killed. Now, can you imagine how – what would the United States feel about a country uh, that we were at war with that killed 80% of the men born in 1922? That's an entire generation right there. And people don't understand the depths of Russian feeling on this. And this is why Putin, you know, he's going to celebrate, you know, the heroes that defeated Nazi Germany, obviously, you know, because there wouldn't be a Russia if all those people hadn't given their lives. So to not understand that means you don't understand how the the whole point of Ukraine, which was a part of the Soviet Union – you know, rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly, but there's a lot more going on here than most people hear about because all they hear about is Putin's bad. He's raising the price of oil and gasoline. You know, he's, some people know he's KGB, but we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, and it's just not that simple. It's like we're the bad guys, they're the bad guys, Ukraine's the bad guys. There are no good guys here in this war that I can see because Zelensky is a dictator, and he's, he's not running a democracy. He's a former stand-up comic. And he's, t- he's under control point, of us.
7: Exactly. And you yeah. heard his, uh, his, his musical production, and I uh, talked about the means he produced it.
1: Yeah, you saw the email. So and yeah, said, we oh, I'm TV going to open that up until after the show.
7: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, where does Zelensky come from? Have you done I, – I have not done an in-depth study of who he is, other than the fact that uh, he was basically put there by us. You know, this is a us sponsored government. Uh, Ukraine, to me, is the Democrat Party money laundering bank. Money goes there in huge amounts. Nobody knows where it goes, you know. And uh, it's just this. Well, yeah, massive... how he was inserted tells it all. Well, how do you how do you get to be there? That's what I want to know.
5: After they killed, after they got rid of Yanatovich.
1: Okay, you know more about this than me. So what? So what? Uh, what happened? Now I'm curious. Well,
5: it's not much. To, it's not much to talk about. But it, those who know the ins and out of. The one alphabet group, the CIA, it pretty much tells it all how he got there. I think the U.S. and uh, Ukraine had, the, had inputs on blowing up the pipeline. Of course, I have seen posters with climate change aggression with scuba gear on, but, uh, you know, that's just for
1: last. Well, you, how would Ukraine do it, though? Because they don't have the submarines. They don't have the technology. I mean, they might be involved somehow. The United somehow. States, the CIA access to submarines. They have
5: access to, well, they there have access
1: to Tom, does the CIA have military units at their disposal?
7: Yeah, there are units that work with the CIA, but that's something we'll never find out about until about 50 to 100 years later.
1: Okay, so we can suspect it, but we can't prove it?
7: Nope, not until about 50 years from now, so that's something you could probably FOIA 50 to 100 years from now and then they'll tell you everything you want to know about currently what's going on, not right now and I'm sure someone will write a book on it eventually
1: So let's go back to Vietnam era then, Uh, have reports come out you know, I remember the Phoenix Project but I don't know if that was American military involved in that, and there's a lot of drug running out of the Golden Triangle, but um, is there anything documented from that war, because that might lead us to, to what's going on today, I don't think things change that much they change names, they change people, but the operations change that much. Yep, and I'd, have that you can... to,
7: I'd have to do more homework on that particular topic depending on which okay. you to find out. But yeah, CIA was yeah. operating in Laos. We know they were operating in Vietnam. It wouldn't surprise me if they had some uh, a handle here. But going into this article you sent me, you talked about Putin's six key demands. I'll remind the audience of what that is. Uh-huh. One, that. no NATO membership and a neutral position.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
7: he doesn't want he does not want uh, NATO countries bordering his countries and, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, two, Russians to be the second official language of Ukraine with laws prohibiting it's abolished. It's abolished. You know, I'll get into that in a minute. Three, okay. recognizing Crimea as Russian territory. Four, recognizing the independence of Donetsk and Lugansk. Mm-hmm. Five, demilitarization of Ukraine and abandonment of weapons that could be a threat to the Kremlin. Yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. And six, <laughs> banning of ultra-nationalist parties, organizations in Ukraine.
1: Um, well, that's Nazis. Just going into one. That's Ukrainian on Nazis. The yeah, that's the Azov Brigade. We can talk about that too. Well, let's, start, let's go through it and tell me what you think. I'm curious.
7: So no NATO membership on the border. They don't want they don't want people on the border able to fight them. Uh, they, you mm-hmm. know, right now, NATO and other NATO countries, as I've gotten into before, are funding, uh, you know, weapons. They're giving them, art- you know, America, we're giving them artillery. We're giving them high Mars. I think we just passed $12.1 billion worth of uh, aid to them again. I think we're up to, last I checked, was about mm-hmm. three weeks ago, $80 billion worth of aid to Ukraine. We don't know where all the money's going. We know some of the <laughs> weapons aren't exactly getting to their destination. Yeah.
1: Um, so, where, so that's that's a question. That's a huge question. Is where this money is going? Did you ever serve in Europe? Uh, were you ever part of NATO? Uh, NATO force?
7: Nope. I was never part of NATO force. My time was done in the Pacific, Australia, okay. Thailand,
1: and then the Middle East. Hmm. So for a year and a half. Yeah. Interesting. I was just curious. But.
7: From people I know that did serve in Europe, they uh, they had a pretty good time, and some of them got to serve in Africa as well. So hmm. uh, Marines have their Africa command based in Spain, but uh, they basically project all all over Africa right now
1: doing stuff down there that you really don't well, see in the news. there's a topic for a show. I don't think uh, Americans know anything about our military in Africa. I was surprised to hear we were in, I think, Sierra Leone and some other places. What are we doing there? That might be an interesting thing to talk about.
7: Great question. I can tell you right now we have active duty troops going over there and
1: training with their
7: militaries. Um, significant thing about some of those countries, uh, Djibouti is a perfect example. You know, we go in and out of Djibouti, but we'll go out there and we'll do training with the Djiboutian army and the French as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you look at the Marine Corps, uh, new airplane that they came out with, you know, you see a, you see four French mirages tanking off of a uh, Marine C one hundred thirty. we we do and And the French are also all over Africa. Not only the French are there, but the Russians are also doing their own stuff down there as well that does not get talked about in the news media
1: or China China's there,
7: yep China's there. There's a Chinese base in Djibouti that uh they don't want anyone to know anything about. You drive by that particular base and uh imagine you know buildings without streets you know a military base without people that's the chinese base it's It's pretty eerie you know you drive <laughs> you drive next to a round American base. Wow. There uh there is uh you know, people out there working out, eating lunch, working in the buildings, you know, prepa- preparing, doing work outside, doing their respective jobs, you will see. But yeah, you really don't see that on not even the country of China or even the Chinese base that's out in Djibouti. It's
1: pretty eerie. Where is but I'm Djibouti? driven by I, there. I've uh, I forgot my world uh, geography for a second here. Where's Djibouti?
7: East Africa, right next to Ethiopia, Somalia, that area. Far East Africa.
1: I thought that was a city. I could be wrong, though. I got my globe here.
7: Djibouti is a country, and they have their own defense force. Uh, It's not very well trained, and we go over there and sometimes
1: do training with them and support them. Oh, there it is. Found it. My globe's not that old. Yeah, right there, Ethiopia, Somalia, that whole Eritrea, that whole interesting corner of the world, right across from Yemen. Oh, that's convenient. Right there at the, uh, the Red Sea. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. Interesting. Right, I'm right, out, I, I've got right. I got a new globe, you know. Anyway, so so let's talk about this NATO okay. membership. Um, all right. Go ahead. Did you have a point you want to make first? Feel free.
5: Yeah, that's where the interest entrance to the Gulf of Arden. Is, yeah. Which, yeah, that's either they come that route or they go around through the Mediterranean, come through the Atlantic. So it's a shortcut to uh get to the
1: pacific really well actually it's mediterranean i got the red sea and then you got the mediterranean through the suez canal that's the other so the suez canal at one end of the red sea and you got the Djibouti yemen you know straight through there is the other end of the red sea that's a huge choke point tom do you know about that trade-wise yeah everybody wants Djibouti. yeah the
7: chinese are all out in that area like i was saying there's a pretty good naval picture between american ships chinese ships the Iranians are operating out in the Gulf of Aden, watching stuff we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one of the most vivid memories I have of being on a ship out in uh, the Gulf of Aden, you know, well out, well over the horizon, can't see land anywhere. I remember walking off a carrier one day and watching a, watching a submarine just, you know, pop up to the surface randomly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just pretty, pretty eerie, just out in the middle of middle of uh, the ocean, right off the coast of that country. But uh, never had that happen before.
1: Was it one of ours?
7: great question i never really i never really found out they announced it i think people went out there and took pictures of it but i can tell you what i did do uh there's a Djibouti has a big port and uh, there's basically a mural dedicated to an iranian submarine that would go out there and park and basically do a port call out there but uh one of the interesting things about those ports is uh they have they have cattle places to run cattle in and out of and uh you know, they, they run them in, they run them out, but uh, you really don't see many cattle when you're driving around that country. So I found that also to be pretty interesting.
1: Hmm. Maybe they have sacred cows, too. It's a, a, it could be like India. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, let's get back to, to Ukraine and tell us all the things that we're not hearing on the news. And this, this six points is one of them. So how would it affect us uh, and NATO? See, I don't think NATO really has a purpose anymore. Ever since the Soviet Union collapsed under, under Gorbachev. So this would have been the eighties, wrong well, the Reagan
7: administration. Doing, Go ahead. We're doing a lot of training out there with them on the European side. Uh, okay. You know, they're also we've been doing training with those guys. We had all kinds of bases in Germany um but yeah we will train alongside the nato countries the significant thing you need to know about the nato countries in and around ukraine uh where mm-hmm. they're basically doing everything they, they can to kind of proxy fund the war you know you, you'll you'll go in you'll see you'll see accounts for gofundme and other accounts related to this thing i mean look you can probably type in ukraine and GoFundMe and find you know all kinds of stuff related to it mm-hmm. but one thing i will get into here is uh czechoslovakia would like to give a give a special present to Vladimir Putin on his birthday. And they basically set up their own private funding to, uh, they've raised 1.3 million, uh, $1.3 million to buy modernized tanks for the Ukrainian army. Uh, modernized Soviet air T 72 tanks, uh, is what they're buying. They have one feature here in uh, the article named Thomas and, uh, they're, they're funding tanks basically tanks to go into Ukraine. And here we go. We have on our own country, we have certain, certain services like the Marine Corps uh, mm-hmm. basically dismantling their tank, their tank uh, battalions, you know, saying they're an outdated piece of equipment. But this proves to me they're not an outdated piece of equipment <laughs> and they're going to continue to wow. get
5: used. That's and incredible. not only
7: are we giving them tanks, but the, yeah. the Czechs are giving them tanks, but other NATO countries are also giving them anti-tank weapons to take out Russian tanks.
1: So how effective is that Javelin, that anti-tank missile? Is that um, really good? Does it do what we say here? Yeah, it I mean, does?
7: so far, ma- manufactured okay. by us, by our country, yes, it is known to be effective.
1: Okay. Well, here's the thing, too. Some and, and this to, is to
7: bounce off their armor and
1: oh. not, effective, oh, that's uh, interesting. not yeah. have any effect. Well, I think Switchblade's the other one, or is that anti-aircraft?
7: The Switchblade, that's the drone I spoke of. That's uh, the drone they take up do observation with. That's the, that's the drone the NATO countries are sending into Ukraine. And uh, very significant. You can buy it right off the shelf and use it. it has a camera on it. And do what you need to do with it.
1: You raise a fascinating point that I hadn't thought of uh, just a couple of minutes ago. And that is that the countries that are around Ukraine were formerly Soviet, you know, oppressed nations. You know the the Eastern Bloc, the the Warsaw Pact, and this is what opposed NATO. So NATO set up after World War II, as I understand it, and then Russia set up the Warsaw Pact, and they divided along what uh, Winston Churchill called the curtain, the division between Eastern and Western Europe, and it went through um, East Germany, West Germany, and then of course there's Berlin, Berlin, which is a little kind of island in the middle of East Germany. Now I, back in the eighties, went through. Uh, East Berlin cross checkpoint Charlie went uh, into East Berlin for quite a ways. And then I actually met a, a army intelligence officer of uh, the 11th Cavalry that's right there at the full of gap. So I actually know this area fairly well cause I was there. Um, uh, but it was fascinating to, to do that. Um, but these other countries that were oppressed, you know, Czechoslovakia, which is now the Czech Republic and Slovakia, Bulgaria, Hungary, Romania, all these places were Soviet-controlled dictatorships, uh, I think Romania, they shot the Czechoslovakians, you know, so, so these places have history, places, you know, Poland, same thing. So how much of what's going on in Ukraine is Eastern European revenge for what the Soviets did, now the Russians, you know, uh, did to them uh, from World War II until the collapse of the Soviet Union? What do you think?
7: Well, their mothers and fathers lived through it and uh, lived through those communist days and dealt with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I could say they're a little bit bitter, a little bit angry, and so are their so are their children. After that, they probably imparted
1: that anger to them. Do they worry about being uh, occupied again by if, if Russia decides to to do their empire if they take Ukraine? Do they have a domino theory that if Ukraine goes, you know, who's next? Moldova. I don't know. that's
7: that's a hmm. great question. I haven't seen anything written on a domino theory, but you got the the poles people in Poland are concerned. the Ukrainians are concerned. Poland's tried to do uh political agreements with us to get troops in Poland. Mm-hmm. um but yeah, I'd say they're definitely concerned and russia is they're definitely concerned about being pressured by Russia. Uh, another thing I will add to the report this week you have certain uh basically Chechnyan separatists fighting mm-hmm. against uh the Russians in Ukraine right now. Basically, switch sides, you know, but one of the, one of the reasons their commander makes is saying, hey, like, you guys are usually allied with the Russians. Why are you fighting with the Ukrainians? Well, some of the Chesnians are very ir- irate about uh, Russia coming into their country years ago and basically taking it over and influencing it. And, uh, you know, so they've chosen some of – a handful of guys have chosen to go over to Ukraine and uh, fight. Uh, Chechens are fight Muslim,
1: either. aren't they? Fight. If I remember, they're a Muslim minority. That's correct. That's an accurate statement. So that's so there's an interesting dynamic too. So now you got Muslims fighting with with Christian Ukrainians uh, against Soviet, you know, atheist Russians. It, it's just an interesting, I mean, the the religion aspect. Anyway, so NATO, let's go back to NATO. Should do you think that NATO serves a purpose anymore or is it causing more trouble than it's worth?
7: From my experience doing bilateral training with other countries, I know you'd get a lot out of it. Um,
1: they would get a We lot could of train without NATO. Free. We could train for agreements. We could have uh, military exchanges. They do joint exercises all the time. We just did one with uh, South Korea. We do them with Japan, but we don't have uh, a Pacific thing like NATO, for example.
7: Yeah, I mean, we don't have native out in the Pacific, but yeah, you're right. You do have countries training out in out in the Pacific, and the very significant thing you have out in the Pacific, if America decides, hey, we're not going to do any more training with these countries and do any and, and carry on any more military relations or diplomatic mm-hmm. relations, you know who's going to go out there and fill that void? China, and that's something that doesn't get advertised because the Chinese are all over the world, and that organi- that uh, country will their culture will fight a war for 500 years until they win it. It's already been done. <laughs>
1: Yo, I agree yeah, with you. Now, goes, I'm Europe not saying double. we should have engagements. We should have military joint exercises with South Korea, Japan, Taiwan. We should be doing all these things. But I'm just saying we can do that. It doesn't require like a NATO bureaucracy. It doesn't require billions of dollars that aren't necessarily militarily militarily related. I think we can be just as effective in Europe without NATO and save a ton of money and not instigate, you know, this uh, Russian, you know, stuff that's going on in Ukraine. I mean, it might have happened anyway, but. You know, it's a very different thing with us having tipping the scales of, of the balance there. So, now, which which war went up for 500 years? I'm kind of curious with China. You, you raise an interesting point.
7: Well, I mean, they keep fighting. What, what have they done down in Africa? The Silk Railroad. They've they've basically built you know their empire all over the world right now, and they've, they're okay. doing everything economically they can to get into other countries, and uh, which is going to negatively affect our economy. I mean, what do we have most of our stuff in America? You go pick up a product at walmart you look at it where's it made china even printed on the plastic on the product you print it up but i mean it's 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 an economic war they've been fighting more than they have a military and war and they've also now
1: recently released
7: and written books about it
1: so no i agree with you i think i think that's yeah, the, the a cyber uh, and economic yeah go ahead bianca and then i'll get some more of these points here we got to in the time available well, i
5: got two points yeah. you know they talk about mm-hmm. the denazification
1: of ukraine
5: I don't know why Zelensky wouldn't uh, go with that because he had ancestors that uh, was killed in the uh, Jewish Holocaust during World War II. But also, you know, China China has monitors around town that actually monitor the U.S. debt clock. And when every time it goes over a certain point, the whole crowd just cheers. So, yes, it is an economic war. The Snoop Road has been going on a long time, and it's continuing and making much progress in places like Africa.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the debt on another time. Probably do that because we have a constitutional amendment that would take away the power of Congress to borrow money. We have a way to cure the debt, but implementing that's going to be a whole different thing. I want to get back to this – this uh, the idea, cause Shanti raised a point about the Nazis. So number six on, the, on Putin's points: banning of ultranationalist parties and organizations in Ukraine. So the Azov Brigade is a descendant of actual German Nazis. There were Nazi brigades in, in Ukraine that were sending Jews, you know, into Auschwitz. And so I understand Russia, because Russia doesn't want to have anything to do with Nazis for obvious reasons. You know, they destroyed their country. Uh, is that why is that not uh, an interesting or negotiable uh, demand? do you think tom um
7: i just think you know we know i mean it's it's proven i mean we know we know they do have the ants off battalion you specifically mentioned has pictures of them with their battalion colors on holding up a bunch of nazi flags in front of a tank and Mm -hmm. uh you know we know that battalion's been pretty brutal um done a lot of immoral things far as uh, killing civilians and other stuff. But yeah, I, I currently, you know, there's pictures of them marching with the, uh, with the Nazi flag and, uh, having issues. but I think that's the thing they're talking about banning and, uh, getting rid of, and if you shut okay. down political parties in a country, guess what? The political parties are just going to surface, uh, you know, under the radar anyway. So, you know, will they, will they completely be able to shut down this, have this plan to shut down nationalist parties that threaten the state? No, it's not, not, not possible. Can't control people's thinking and ideas, but lately, you know, what do we see in our own news media them? Uh, screening out stories pulling articles, you know, you, someone publishes an article about this, uh, this Substance being injected this unauthorized substance being injected into Americans and a doctor gets on publishes a medical journal article A rebuttal saying how terrible it is, mm-hmm. you know, that license get pulled not to mention you have the new license for disinformation people uh, They have their own Twitter. They have their own Instagram handle run by a girl name. I believe Allison mitzel uh, you know, her stuff is allowed to be posted, but anyone who posted anything that's against the state, you know, immediately gets taken down and that's what we're seeing in our own country. But as far as this, uh, his, his sixth thing, no, they're not going to be able to completely eliminate it. You'll have a uh, faction that surfaces as a result of this mm-hmm. and, uh, you're not going to be able to limit free speech, free thought. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think that's the party Putin's talking about is basically, you know, the fascist, the hands off. Yeah, guy doing not, their yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think, you know, I agree with that too. I mean, I would not stop Nazis in our own country from, uh, from, you know, having free speech, but who, but our speech is better than their speech. Our ideas are better. They're horrible people, but in a free society you have to allow that. And that's what you raise one of the biggest problems we have right now. And that's the fact that, and we talked about this earlier on the show, that the internet, which we thought was this wide open place where information we could get any information we wanted. We thought that information would always be there and What we're finding out, is that it's just as easy to put information there as it is to take it off. And so we're losing so much, you know, way back machine notwithstanding. You know, you've got a, a, just a horrendous amount of stuff. And this, this whole this California thing, you know, if you put disinformation on, you know, you lose your license. Well, who's determining the disinformation? Well, the government. This is the same government that killed a million people, you know, COVID when it was, you know, we talked to John Collin, it was a flu bug, you know, and they've got a vaccine that doesn't work. There's not even a vaccine that's going to kill even more people. You know, especially and yep, and to I put it in the military it makes no sense. And you were Go ahead, John.
7: Spot on, but yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't like what you say on Blog Talk Radio. They censor your show.
1: So, we well, has now No, Blog Talk hasn't censored me. They've never blocked any show. They've never taken me off. They've never done anything. In fact, I talked to them about that uh, a couple of years ago. We're coming up on our one thousandth show Monday. Uh, on blog talk and I've talked to the, the, the it's, it's actually been great. It's been fabulous here. I, I get no you know, occasional technical issues where I get you know cut off and I have to call in by phone. But other than that, now it's been fabulous. But what's interesting, I talked about that and I said, uh, you know, given the climate that we're in now, you know, can I be as controversial as I want? Can I say what I want? Can I bring on guests? Is there any point of view? You know, and they said, look, as long as you don't advocate violence, As long as you're not overtly racist in a disgusting way, you know, as long as you're not, you know, and that's basically it. And we don't do that here. I don't allow that stuff. You know, and so I've had one guest I had to, you know, chastise and take off just because they wanted to, you know, advocate violence and do some other stuff. And I said, I can't have that. But other than that, you know, I call Dr. Fascist, Dr. Fascist on a daily basis genocidal, psychopathic, narcissistic, avaricious, pathologically lying vaccine drug pusher. I say that all the time. I've never had a problem with blog talk for saying that. Never. Because they don't advocate any violence. You know, I don't wish them any harm. But I say I that openly what, about, too. what
7: about your Twitter and Instagram? Does stuff get pulled off of those all the time?
1: All the time. All yep. the time.
7: One thing I've yep. seen, some people have done interviews. Some of my friends have done interviews. You'll see a whole mm-hmm. string of interviews on Facebook. hmm and uh, that particular interview that they did, you'll see a two to two a two week gap when the interviews are released weekly, and that one week will be missing because
1: Facebook has censored it and pulled it off. Oh, I face Facebook. I had just uh, in fact I did an interview with Christian Elliott uh, a few weeks ago. He finally I, they just got it to me yesterday, uh, and I, I put it on Facebook. It was immediately banned. So wait a minute, I'm talking about you know my stuff. Well, apparently he's banned because he's a health advocate. He goes against the grain. He wrote articles against the COVID vaccine two years ago. I did a show against the COVID vaccine March 2nd of, of 2020, and I've been banned ever since, or severely restricted, you know. And we're trying to break through that with some really big, and I'm talking really big national figures that we're trying to get on the show. And it looks like it's going to happen. We just don't know when. So we're going to break through our censorship. And um, when that happens, this show is going to explode nationally. Uh, but until then, yeah. You know their problems, and people are going to go back and catch all our podcasts later and go, "Oh wow, I can't believe you talked about that." But no, Block has been wonderful about not censoring anything that we do here. Every show has gone out unedited. You know what we do live goes out unedited. You know in perpetuity. I've never had a show cut back, which is good. But this is the only place very good? Yeah. Let's get back to Crimea. Uh, let's talk about Crimea for a minute. Um, now, this was taken during the Obama administration. Uh, Crimea, if you look at a map, uh, there's a little part of Russia that sticks out. There's this is tiny little straight between Russia and Crimea. So it seems like a natural thing for them to get. It's this extension below Ukraine. And uh, when it was lost, when Obama lost it, um, it didn't seem to create that much of a fuss. You know, and so now they've got four other regions. So what's the story with Crimea? And, you know, Ukraine didn't even kick up that much of a fuss. They didn't go to war over it. They could have, but they didn't. What do you know about Crimea? I'm curious.
7: I know the Russians went over there and annexed it. It's the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: They censored
7: a lot of the stuff in Russia when the whole campaign started. Oh, we're not doing anything here. Nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Same uh, situation when they rolled into Syria. Then you'd go talk to family members of Russian troops, and they're like, "Yep, my husband is fighting in Syria or fighting in Crimea." But uh, yeah, I mean, it's we know what they've gone. They know what they've done. I haven't really done my homework too much in-depth what's taking place in the country now, but uh, mm-hmm. and I can tell you it's the same tactic. Hey, we're going in. We're going to take over this, and that's that's what they've done, and you know what? They, they've they got it. I mean, you look at a map of Crimea. On the map, it's red. It's Russian red. You know, they now own it. You mm-hmm. know, the G, the geospatial agencies have basically given it to Russia, and uh, Do they I guarantee speak Russian much there? like...
1: Do they speak Russian or Ukrainian there? I'm mean, There's that much difference. In
7: Crimea? It's a great question.
1: Yeah. yeah. I bet you They it's probably Russian. speak both. And then I'm not sure yeah, the difference Russia in the language. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Rus- there's, there's, I don't know the
7: difference in language either, but they, they want both languages in Crimea as well. And then Ukraine's pushing for two languages, uh, you know, to have Russia and Ukraine in the Ukraine, especially in the con- Russian-controlled regions right now that are, you know, less than a year into this Russian campaign. They're having people living in those regions vote, which I find absolutely nuts on who they want to be controlled by. hmm
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting. Well, you've got these four regions, Donetsk, Luhansk, uh, Kyrgyzstan, and this is one I can't pronounce, Zaporizhzhia. Uh, and these are these four regions that are along the western edge, the edge of Ukraine that, that uh, connects to Russia. Well, Actually, most of Ukraine connects to Russia. You got Belarus to North, North Poland to the Northwest, Romania and Moldova to the Southwest, and you got the Black Sea to the South. And so, so for those that don't no that's the kind of visualization crimea is is like this extra chunk of land that's that's off you know of of the bottom of ukraine it connects to russia on the western side on the eastern side there's there's a good part of the black sea but ukraine has odessa so the big por- they have a big port to the black sea directly that is not affected by crimea well, of course, they're shooting at the folks from Crimea, but there's still, Ukraine still has access to the sea. Uh, Crimea, like I say, it's it's almost connected to Russia. I don't even know if there's a gap there or not, but it looks like a little bit. Then you have these other four, four territories on the western side. What's interesting about them uh, is that they are ethnic Russian. They speak Russian. They want to be part of Russia. They want to have that, that other point that, uh, that Putin made about them not outlawing the Russian language in this Russian area. And I equate this to, like, Quebec and, uh, and Canada. You know, Canada is a, a dual-language uh, country. You know, they've got the, the Quebecois and, and, and Quebec. You've got uh, the English-speaking rest of Canada, uh, but it's about one-third French-speaking, and they coexist. Not always well. There's been French separatist movements, but it's not that different. Except we haven't a war there over it since uh, probably the 1800s. But it's an interesting thing. So would Ukraine and the give up war those, and the yeah was going yeah. to continue, you know, well, well beyond the 1800s. Well, yeah. So let's let's take the United States and NATO out of this thing. If it was just Ukraine and Russia, would Ukraine, do you think, be willing to give up these four territories on their west? Uh, if that meant it into any, any kind of hostility, if Russia said, this is always so in the
7: cultures, they wouldn't give up any territories. What happens when you give up territories? People just want to keep taking more territory from you, yep. you know, and that's, that's a very valid okay. point you bring up. Um, you know, why, I mean, why, why would I even call myself a country and then go give up four or five territories? That's, that's pointless. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of leader would do that? hmm
1: do you know the history of Ukraine when it was Soviet? Uh, do you know when it was taken over because the Soviets treated them horribly? I mean, I think millions of people died in a famine, much like the Georgians um, died, you know, and and some of the other territories of, of and Russians died when the collective farms came in under Stalin. Who was a Georgian, which is kind of ironic. Um, but do you know the history of Ukraine? Well, we currently
7: as... have U.S. troops training with Georgians right now. That's a regular thing,
1: and that's oh. been going on for years. And we do this again, y? not published in the news media. Okay. no. This is, I love this stuff. This is not published. Trust me. This is why you're here. <laughs> so why are we, we think with Georgians?
7: Fight Russian aggression. That'd be the reason.
1: How many troops and how much Russian aggression do they think they're going to fight?
7: All I knew is uh, certain people over there going over there in teams. I couldn't tell you the, the strength that they have over there, but I can tell you, yes, we do have Russian troops training with the, or American troops training with the Georgian army.
1: Now, does Georgia have problems with Russia? Do they think they're gonna be invaded anytime soon? Is this like a special yep. forces operation, you know, to sabotage no, and destroy or what main, is it's
7: mainstream, they're training with every aspect they can train with, basically our infantry training with their infantry, like you know, we know that's that's been going on for years.
5: Huh. And do we us, have similar send, weapons us
7: sending people over to Eastern Europe on six months to a year assignments to do training and train other Eastern European countries, like that also has been going on for many years.
1: So, can you name some of those countries? Chechnya, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. Yeah. Which ones? Which ones I mean, over there?
7: Yeah, but uh, I think Lithuania was one. Okay. Um, I mean, we're obviously we obviously have troops in Poland doing stuff at the poles. Uh, you know, oh, they're talking about. You know, we we got troops in Germany, Denmark. But yeah, we're all over that area
1: doing all kinds of
7: exercises with
1: nations bordering those countries. Again, we could still do that without NATO, um, which would be interesting. But the fact that now the Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, those three countries, those are up way up under Finland, uh um, to the north of, of Belarus and, and Poland. So just to give people an idea of where these countries are, what I was talking about was the lower countries. You know, the Georgia, Kazakhstan, let me get my globe back again here. If you if you guys don't have a globe, you know, get get your maps out so you can you can study where where we're talking about here. All right, so, so and actually it's interesting. You've got Iran, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan's above them. Uh, do you, has anybody traced, this is a little sideline question, the $85 billion worth of arms that uh, I think Obama, you know, gave to the Taliban when, when Brandon surrendered. Are those showing up in interesting places?
7: Right now it's not documented where they're showing up, but I would not be surprised if they're being sold on the black market. But the significant thing you need to know about all those arms, armaments, Humvees, uh-huh. helicopters that we, Surrendered in Afghanistan. Who's going to provide replacement parts for those components? You know, how are you going to do that? Okay. Think about that one for a second. Hey, we gave you a brand new, a uh, brand new Humvee. Oh, something on the Humvee broke. Like, where are they going to get those parts now? Really, really think about that one for a second.
1: I got an answer for you. China—they reverse engineering all those things right now.
7: China probably will, probably will work with them. You're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pure speculation, it- but I wouldn't be. No, I think it's a great question. I hadn't thought of it, That's what, but that was the first thing that came to mind when you said that. Who would do that? China would do that because they got the manufacturing. They reverse engineer everything. It's amazing how it's like the Russian fighters uh, you know, and Chinese fighters, like our fighters, you know, five years later. Their airliners look like our airliners. You know, I mean, they're stealing stuff. I mean, we're in a position where they're more advanced in terms of uh, uh, third and fourth generation nuclear weapons. We, we should start stealing stuff from them. Save us some time and money. Just a thought. Uh, so so Ukraine's not going to recognize Crimea as Russian territory. We can pretty much establish that. Recognize the independence of these other countries. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that either, based on what you said. So demilitarization, I guess this is the last point, demilitarization of Ukraine and abandonment of weapons, that could be a threat to the Kremlin. It doesn't say a threat to Russia. It says a threat to the Kremlin. I found that an interesting choice of words.
7: Nope. Kremlin has their own ideas of what they want to do with the countries preceding them, and uh... In Europe, but I can tell you right now, they're not pleased with NATO supplying these countries with weapons, um, you know, ammunition to use against their own troops. Another significant thing there. I mean, why? Another question I pose: Why is Putin trying to draft and activate over 300,000 reservists to go fight over there? If they, you know, how how well is this campaign going? If you have to mobilize your reserves, not even a year into this thing, think about that one for a second. And you got That's a good question. Don't want to
1: fight. And a lot of them are leaving. They don't wanna fight. They don't wanna be stuck in this thing. Well let's we haven't really we got a few minutes left here. So let's let's get the actual from what you know of the battles of, of you know who's I mean who's really winning? Because I hear such conflicting things. I got uh, Colonel Doug Mcgregor on one side who said that uh, Russia's kicking their butts and they're going to win no matter what because Russia's huge and the Ukrainians can't make up for it even with our money. And we got other folks uh, Petraeus and other folks saying Ah Ukraine's winning. They're doing great. The Russians are, are panicking. They're they're getting 300,000 more rever- reservists, which is true. But the motivations for it I, th- I think might be different. What's what do you know of the real story of, of the actual military uh, victories and defeats? Who's doing what? What can you tell me about that?
7: All you see is lots of propaganda of uh on the Ukraine side, hey we're fighting here today, we've done this. But I can tell you in the south they're going on the offensive, taking uh taking territory from what I've what I've covered uh doing my homework this week. But yeah, toward the uh the east and the northeast it's kind of at a standstill.
1: Mhm. Has Russia so, Yeah, as far went... as
7: tactically what's going on, yeah. I couldn't tell you.
1: Okay. Has Russia outlined how much territory they want of Ukraine? I mean, are these four areas it as far as they're concerned? Or do you think, uh, as you said for before, For now, it? but
7: we'll see how, how much further west they continue to push.
1: Okay. Well, what would happen, do you think, if we abandon NATO? Because I don't, I don't like the organization. I think, like I said, once the Soviet Union collapsed, they, they outlived their usefulness for us. But we still keep all the military alliances. But if it were, became a, an Eastern European former Soviet Union problem and a Russian problem, if we just let those nations figure this out, would the rest, would Western Europe not have to worry about it? Uh, And if NATO, if we didn't have an involvement in NATO, we weren't funding it, would that, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a great solution. Uh, I'm not even saying there will be a solution. But wouldn't it be better if Eastern Europe and Russia handled this and we left it to them? Or do you think we should be involved?
7: I concur with that statement. Let let them fight it out. Uh, I think if okay. we continue to stay involved in it, it's just going to prolong the conflict. And basically, like you were saying, you know, we have the industrial complex. Not only is our own military industrial complex getting involved, but also the the, the Eastern European countries. Germany is also funding it, sending equipment over there. They're also getting involved in it and doing some of the training with some of their, their soldiers that are getting set to defend Ukraine.
1: So, but yeah. How do you think being, I agree. You know, Go ahead, Bianchi.
5: I've never seen Russia as being a threat. It's these elements in the United States, the deep step the deep state and the dark globalists that's where the problem exists. These countries would have done just fine. And and given Russia's history, we talk about it all the time, you can see history documentations on it. They're just trying to protect themselves so they don't have to relive what they've lived in the past, going all the way back, even probably before Napoleon. That's my point. That's what I see. Tom,
7: I mean, there's a lot of people who have a lot of hate and resentment towards, uh, you know, Russia, uh, you know, during during the Iron Curtain. So I'd yeah, say that's an accurate statement. They're going to do whatever they can to fight. Fight the Russians no matter, you know, no matter who's right or wrong. I think some of these countries like you brought up, Czechoslovakia, Ukraine, uh, Poland, they're all going to do whatever they can to fight the Russians.
1: And uh, so that's a very accurate statement. Whether they're on the
7: right or wrong side of history, they will continue to fight the Russians no matter what.
1: Well, it's like there's no good guys here. You know, I mean, Ukraine's not a you know a great country considering the way they treat their people. They have a secret police force. They don't have a you know a, a, a modern Western republic. We don't even. But I think uh, I think the the consensus is, and this makes a lot of sense, that if we had stayed out of it, that if Western Europe had stayed out of it, that the Eastern European nations who suffered under the Soviet Union and now Russia would 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 work with Ukraine and they would come to some kind of an agreement or or whatever battle, whatever you know funds they put into it. That's where the war should have been contained. And I think it would, uh, we could have gone on and, you know, lobbied our own country to start the oil flowing again and other things like that. Um, but uh, the more we widen, the more we get involved, the worse it gets. And, and we are just prolonging it. We're not allowing a solution to happen. And, and we're almost, you know, how much lives are being lost because we're prolonging this, because they're not able to get to a conclusion. Because, you know, we fund some, they fund some, you know, Russia puts more into it. They're putting 300,000 in. Would they have even bothered with 300,000 if was this was a regional conflict and it had ended by now? I think it would have saved lives by us not being there. Tom? Huh? Well, I, I think
7: in, the uh, last thing the current administration in our
1: country is concerned about is saving lives. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> the, the whole COVID policy proves that. Um well, let's, let's get to your summary. Any news, anything's going on, anything going on this week we should know about, uh, alerts, uh, any contact information, groups, organizations, anything you want to, to share with us at this time. And thank you once again. Uh, I really do love having you on the show. It's, it's just it's amazing insight that you have and that you bring to us here, so I appreciate it.
5: Yep, that's all I got, so thank you.
1: We'll do it again yeah, next week. Yeah, I
5: enjoy listening to you. I enjoy listening to you also, so stay healthy, please.
1: Enjoy you guys <laughs> yeah, as well. We Take right care. All right. Thanks, Tom. That's Captain Tom Stewart, Everyone, and of course uh, Pianki, my uh, regular caller and, and uh, you know virtual co-host here. because <laughs> You're on so much, uh, it's kind of fun. We'll have to give you an fish title, Pianki, at some point. Uh, that's all I have, and so let me uh, just play a couple of quick things here, uh, our, our, our information pieces, and we shall do it again tomorrow. So tomorrow, Thursday. Now again, the the, the world's greatest doctors panel has. Uh, pretty much come to a halt as far as I know. We're going to have individual doctors back, but that wonderful 18, we did this for four months, where we had Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, Brian Artis, Jim Thorpe, uh, Ben Marble in the earlier stages, John Cullen, who was all the way through our data guy, uh, and John's the only one who's sticking on uh, with us. We had Dr. Molly James, we had uh, and Dr. Angelina uh, Farella, we had uh, uh, Christiane Northrup, we had just these amazing people uh, on the show. Who came to join us for those 18 weeks? And again, I'm hoping to get that transcribed into a book. Uh, First of all, I need another book. (laughs) I've only got one out, and I've got another one I want to write. But that that was just an amazing time. So you can always go back uh, and listen to those episodes. They were Thursdays, so just go back Thursdays, the last 18 weeks. Except last week was the first week we didn't do it, Uh, but that's how it works. So seven o'clock in the morning Central Time on Thursday, Uh, John Cullen comes on at nine. Although I may change the time on Thursdays if we have West Coast guests. Sometimes to, to allow them to get up and function, I have to extend the show a little bit later uh, and start it a little bit later, but that's about the only thing. All right, I'm done. Pianki, any final words? And then we'll uh, come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. more. Sounds good. Our website for latest, latest stuff is righttoyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. If you want to be a sponsor here and help us out, that uh, contact me, me, me by email, greg at com. We do have a PayPal account if you want to contribute. And that is paypal.me slash where's where's my I can't find it. here we go paypal.me slash action radio so it's paypal.com slash paypal.me slash action radio and all the other information on our, our discount codes uh, WYL uh, for all the products that we have it's right there uh, on our on our page our broadcast page you can find all that and again blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action is where we are and I will see you all tomorrow. This is Greg Penglis.